Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of LGA, and that is Lit, Lit Gaming Lit, 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 Arena. For those of you who don't know, I'm Marcus, and I am joined by Justin on the knobs, our producer. Hey, that's me. And Frost. Oh, she's not here. Um, <laughs> checking in. Sound off, Frost. Sing if you're with me. Bark with me. Bark with me, Frost. All right, let's get to it! <laughs> Alright, welcome to Wake Gaming Arena, episode 26. We're back with another episode, and Frost is fired. You're fired. Good. You got fired out of the BFG 10,000. <laughs> Directly into a planet. Goodbye. <laughs> and that planet is right here, right into the LGA cast. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You never left. <laughs> it was all a dream. <laughs> Actually a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> this podcast is Frost's personal nightmare. It's like I'm extra saucy tonight too cuz I'm coming to the I'm coming to the microphone in a bad mood. <laughs> I'm already I'm already in a bad mood. Make it worse. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So video games. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, as usual, I uh, want to remind you, check us out on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And uh, what's the other one? What's the one I mentioned last week? I, I don't know. You crazy. said it was like, this is an experimental oh, one. Oh, poc uh, po pocket, pocket net. Pocket po right, net. Or it's pocket. a net in your pocket. Do you think... Is pocket. It, is it? Do you think it's funny that I don't have it? And <laughs> I'm on this podcast and I don't even support... I don't even support you on that. Frost on, on Tumblr. Pocket um, net. Well, it's a weird thing. So it's it's new and experimental. I'm trying it out. Maybe... You want to talk about experimental? Why don't you talk to me about fucking Tumblr? <laughs> yeah, well, Tumblr is dumb. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, like, everybody comment, out subscribe. There, if everybody out there in uh, Tumblr land, if you're listening, <laughs> tell me why Tumblr isn't done. Change my mind. <laughs> why it isn't done or dumb? Dumb. dumb. Uh. All, all, so, the above. all social media is dumb. Fuck off. There's a, your answer to that. None don't don't say that. We need those likes. <laughs> we I'm need those saying, likes. I'm not saying those we need follows. to get eyes on the I'm cast. I'm not saying people that use social media are dumb. I'm saying that social media as a general concept is dumb. I've never used social media. You use Reddit. Shut up. You have a fucking Twitter. I've never commented on anything ever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I saw your comment. You tweeted about your top, yeah. Your top music. Uh, it was a good tweet. <laughs> uh, few and far between with the tweets from, from Marcus. If you see him, if he replies to you, it's a quality t tweet. It was important that people know that Hotline Miami Two is one of the best soundtracks ever made. Yeah. So, so Marcus is quality over quantity. I'm quantity over quality. I'm like <laughs> tweeting. I'm You're tweet like a shit poster. I'm like tweeting a thousand times a month over here. <laughs> I like to I like to sit in the middle ground somewhere between quality and quantity. I, I was know. just we were, was we were talking about butts today. That's how oh, we were yeah. using social media to our benefit. Yeah. Oh, speaking of butts, I'm I'm a little sad, but I wish uh, I you wish, wish you had a butt. No, I I had I have a butt. <laughs> I have a healthy butt. But 
A robust. <laughs> a robot, butt, if a you robot. will. A robot. <laughs> a robot. No, if... Uh, I, I wish the game case for uh, Borderlands, the pre-sequel, I wish it just had a quote on there, like from another game company that said, it's a butt-slamming good time. <laughs> and, and I know that seems weird, probably, to anybody who hasn't played the game. But that game's just all butt slams all the time. Yeah. It's, it's just you butt use slams. The uh even the vehicles can butt slam. That's even really the vehicles can butt slam. That's hilarious. They're very pro butt slamming. I and I I'm gonna be mad if there's not butt slams in three. I know I know there's there's slides. You can slide. You got butt slams. That's pretty cool, but I'm gonna be a little upset about butt slams. You gotta have the butt slams. I'm trying not yeah. to be pessimistic about it right off the bat. It's wait a, for it to come out. It's a butt slamming adventure. Mm. There's this dude on <laughs> on Twitch and Twitter named uh, Crankage Games. I was I was watching his stream and he was talking about like Twitter and like how he grew his Twitter account in the early days. And he was like, "Yeah, I was out here tweeting like three thousand times a month." I'm like, "Oh my god!" He was like using. He was like, "I was on Twitter for literally sixteen hours a day." I'm like, "That's impossible." That, well, I mean, he maybe butt that's slammed his Twitter. Job. He butt slammed well, Twitter. He, that's what he did. He he is a coder of sorts. He creates games that he sells on Steam. So I mean, he, that's kind of what he does. So I mean, you get a market somehow, and that's basically yeah. how you do it these days. Yeah, on he has social like media. thirty something odd thousand. Says our on resident Twitter, social so. media uh, <laughs> marketer. I'll never do anything on Twitter ever again. <laughs> <laughs> I I've grown a liking to Twitter now that I'm using it a lot more. I still like Facebook better, but Twitter's better for growing an audience. So I, like, oh, yeah, I knew you liked Zuck better. I like I like Twitter and Facebook or not Facebook. I don't like Facebook at all. I I'd rather Instagram and Twitter. Remember, my only crime is liking Facebook too much. <laughs> <laughs> it's my only crime. I was too good. They knew I was too good at Facebook, so they had to get me off of there. He was gaming I was, Facebook. I was. I figured out the. I figured it all out. I had the secret to Facebook. Oh my god! You know what that secret is? Groups. Facebook oh. groups. That's the secret to Facebook. You don't need to know anything else. Just Facebook groups. You'll be king of Facebook. They'll probably ban you too. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we should probably get to some games. So what are the new games? Tell uh, us. Uh, on July 23rd, we have Wargroove for the PlayStation 4. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, might, yeah. I actually might buy that again because <laughs> I like trophies. You like them trophies. Yeah, I get 100, all those plants. I'm close. Those platinums. Date oh. Alive, Rio Reincarnation. I don't know what this is, but it looks like a dating simulator, an anime one. Yeah. On the PlayStation 4, so you can't lose out on that. And then Rumi on the Xbox. That's on July 24th. On July 25th, you have Furwind on the Xbox. Mighty Switch Force, exclamation point, collection on the Xbox. And Smoot Summer Games. So I don't know what I don't know what a Smoot is, but they're coming out with summer games. Wow. Summer on, games. On the Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's what I pulled off of the. Uh, you didn't mention Marvel Ultimate Alliance. That's not. Wasn't on my list. What? what Impossible. List are, what list are you looking at? How are you not pulling Marvel Ultimate Alliance? <laughs> what day does it come out on? I'm looking it up. <laughs> because those are just the games for next week. I don't do anything. There's a lot that comes out like on the 19th, but tomorrow's the 19th. 
I already said them, I think, last podcast anyway. No, you didn't. You oh, said like well, two that's games why. were coming out. Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 comes out tomorrow. Yeah, so those things Did you miss. mention it online? I don't even remember hearing it last you, week. It wasn't. <laughs> I didn't write anything down last week, actually. <laughs> Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order, comes out tomorrow, and I may or may not buy it. You'll, you're going to buy it. <laughs> you can play four player, and you get to pick all the characters. You like Wolverine? You like Spider-Man? Who do you like? <sighs> Silver Surfer? He's probably there. There, are, There's a lot of characters there. Um, Let's see. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like an obscure one. Hmm. Optimus Prime? Because he's not there. He's, <laughs> he's not Marvel. Nope. That's a DC. <laughs> well, that's a... Is that Mattel or Hasbro? I don't know. It's one of, it's one of those. <laughs> I think it's Hasbro. I want to say Hasbro. I could be wrong. It's probably Matt. I don't know. Hold on. We're pulling up a list right now of the characters. Because there was a substantial roster. So playable characters include Black Panther, Black Widow, Blade, Captain America, Captain Marvel, Colossus, Crystal, Cyclops, Daredevil, Deadpool, Doctor Strange, Drax the Destroyer, uh, Elektra, El- Elsa, Bloodstone, Falcon, Gamora, Ghost Rider, Groot, and Rocket Raccoon as one character, Hawkeye, Hulk, Iron Fist, Iron Man, Loki, oh, Luke Cage, yeah. Magneto, Miles Morales, Morales, Moon- his Morales. Name- Morales. Morals. Morales. Morales. He has morals. Morales. Uh, Moon Knight. Some of these are DLC characters, because I know Moon Knight's a DLC character. Morbius the Living Vampire. Miss Marvel. Nightcrawler, Psylocke, Punisher, There's Scarlet Witch, Spider-Gwen, Spider-Man, Star-Lord, Storm, Thanos. You could play as Thanos. Is it Rocket Raccoon? Thor. I said him earlier. You? Okay. He's attached to Groot. Oh, okay. Thor, Venom, Wasp, and Wolverine. Now to do all the bosses. No, <laughs> no I'm kidding. Um, so what style of game is this? Is it just fighting or... It's, it, or is it like a side... Like one I of mean, those like Streets of Rage side-scrolling? So it's not a side-scroller. Okay. But did you... You never played the other old Ultimate Alliance, like 1 and 2? No. Okay, it is kind of like... Uh, it reminds me a bit of Gauntlet, like Legends. Not like original okay. Gauntlet, but Gauntlet Legends. Because it is kind of like top-down 3D, like almost like isometric. But oh, okay. you, you four players and you're wandering around, you use super abilities. The, and th- this has combo moves between uh, characters. So, like, I don't know. I would assume there's probably one for a lot of combinations of characters, but I, I assume there's stuff for, like, Iron Man and Captain America. Do that shield thing where you, like, blast the shield and you blast everybody with it. How about Thor and Captain America, where Thor just hits the hammer and emits a gigantic shockwave at, I bet, on the on the shield? I bet they form a Thornado. <laughs> a Thornado. I, I, I wish. This also has uh, allies listed as Ant Man slash Giant Man, who are the same person basically. <laughs> um, but Beast, Black Bolt, Jessica Jones. Juggernaut, Lockjaw, Medusa, Mystique, Nick Fury, Nova, Professor X, Quicksilver, Valkyrie, Vision, and Winter Soldier. So there's a lot of characters. There's a lot of characters. And some of the characters are DLC from the above list, but uh, they're, some are free and some are paid. Is there a Phil Coulson? <laughs> I know that's oh just Oh my MCU. god, that would be the best. He, he's a boss. No, no I'm kidding. <laughs> he's a boss. Uh, <laughs> His name is Agent? I don't know. This game looks good in some ways i know some people are real hyped for it like more so than me i it's been 10 years since the last ultimate alliance game so it's been a really long time and i had 2009 yeah that's like 
I wasn't even I didn't even give a shit about the Marvel <laughs> Marvel stuff in 2009 oh, I, really. I loved playing those old ones cuz you could play as Colossus. And I love Colossus. Oh yeah. Good old Colossus. He's big and he's strong. <laughs> you also Silver Surfer was in I think the second one. He might have also been in the first one. It's been a long time, but well, sort of. I I was going to mention I did download those like probably 6 months ago. I bought the first two that were on PS4 like they they were re-released on there um and I was playing those with some friends and uh yeah I don't know they're just they're old in a way that wasn't entertaining cuz they're kind of sluggish so that makes me that deter- like prior to doing that I was all aboard the like Ultimate Alliance 3 but doing that I was like I don't know if I'll pick up Ultimate Alliance 3 <laughs> <laughs> Well with that we should move on to what games we've played who so who here has played a video game me you played a video game what'd you play I pl- oh my god i played layers of fear two two the second one yeah you we, we streamed I tw- that i streamed it and it was bad it was really bad. bad it was so dumb i still the haven't looked- finished it the only th- i think the Probably the only thing I could probably give praise to that game that I've seen of it so far is the aesthetic of the title cards. The title. <laughs> yeah, that the, is pretty good. The title cards between like each of the segments the acts, of the game the that each act. They're 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 like basically retro eighties like horror movie title card looking things. Well, not even that because some of them are like classic movie stuff. Yeah, even yeah, it's just like movie titles. Yeah, it's just like movie retro movie title cards, and they look really good. I love the style of them. That's that's about the only praise I can give that game. That's it. The music's not too bad. Like it sets the mood. And in case people don't know, this uh, the Layers of Fear is like a walking simulator, like horror game. Just, yeah. No, there's puzzles in it. Well, I mean, there's puzzles. Most walking simulators have puzzles. I guess. Yeah, it just seems like layers. It, it seems really disjointed compared to Layers of Fear One. Like it seemed like there was a purpose to the first Layers of Fear. This one, not so much. I mean, well, the, it, the purpose in Layers of Fear is always just to tell a story because well, you don't know what's happening. It well, doesn't it's interesting seem like because between this, they made the Observer, which. I have Did either of you play that. the I haven't played that one. No. It is on, I'm pretty sure it's on Game Pass. I swear I saw it I on there. I have to look at that. Um, but I, I've played at least a bit of The Observer, and I liked what I played, but it's very, The Observer is very much like uh, reminisce of, uh, what is that movie called? Uh, Blade Runner. It's kind of like Blade Runner meets uh, A Scanner Darkly. Hmm. I haven't seen a Scanner Darkly, so I what the f- I, I have done. Why my, are you doing? Get, get out of here! Go I'm, watch Scanner Darkly right now. There's too many no. <laughs> movies to watch in this world. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I it's, it seems like the mechanics work pretty good. Like I, I mean, visually, it's very appealing. It just seems the actual like story part of it and interacting with the game seems very not fun. Hmm. I don't know. It's, it, it doesn't really pique my interest. I mean, I was like here watching her play, and I'm like this. It's not very entertaining to watch. <laughs> I'm not super hot on walking simulator type games. Um, Neither am I. Well, I mean, they're fine as long as the story's interesting. And, like, since it's a horror game, it's supposed to, like, scare you to some degree, I imagine. Like, Layers of Fear, the first one, what it did successfully was that it was... It was it was really crazy was really in creepy. how they did transitions and yeah. they pulled off the uh, the atmosphere really well and made it eerie. 
Uh, and this one is just like it keeps trying to spook me. And I just I'm I was literally falling asleep while playing it. It was so boring and it keeps trying to scare me. And I'm like, I'm either I'm immune to all horror now and I've reached a point of like, it's just you're me now. <laughs> I've reached a I reached a plane of existence where I have no fear anymore. Well, you conquered all your fears. Oh boy. Well, I don't know. So it was it, it's and okay, here's how I can say it's successfully not a good horror movie. Uh horror <laughs> game? <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, movie game, it's the same thing in this case since you just watch it basically. Anyway, I uh streamed with my five year old son because he was being a pest and he said i don't want to go to bed and i was like fine i'm gonna play a scary game and i thought that would you know make him want to go to bed <laughs> but he was just like nah i'll sit here and watch you play it and i was like fine and so he streamed with me and he laughed like he thought I, he legitimately thought the game was funny i so, love the first thing he said oh that's just a dead person <laughs> <laughs> it's just a dead body <laughs> just, okay parenting done right in frost's household uh, it, no, but he like it, like the monster would pop up and he'd be like, <laughs> run away from it. <laughs> like that's the level of scary this was. He couldn't even scare a five year old. I'm really sorry for those of you that worked on the game, but it was really bad. If could you, you imagine? You couldn't even scare a five year old. Could you imagine him with PT? That would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> I'm a terrible person. I don't know. Maybe Death Stranding will do it. Oh, he won't <laughs> even watch the trailer. He sees it and he's like, nope, nope. Turn that off. Nope. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I can't wait for that. But he so, might. What's so, so scary about Death Stranding? Well, just it's, it's just the, it's, the vibe. It's, it's disturbing. It's the creepy like vibe. The, the, the baby inside his throat or whatever. Because I, I had him watch that and he was like, that's no, no, I don't want to uh. see the turn it off. <laughs> I don't want to watch that movie. <laughs> that movie looks great. It does look great. That movie looks great. November. It, it comes out in November. I can't wait for Giant Bomb to call it an anime. Like they call like all the like they call all Metal Gear solid games. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I, I love Metal Gear in a way that nobody should love Metal Gear. <laughs> Uh, so is that all you played or you, I also played more Dr. Mario because I was wanting to come to the table to make sure that I had uh, everything that I said last week solid. And I do have everything solid. The microtransactions on, I'm going to keep saying, I'm going to say it again. Now that I've played a good chunk of the games, I'm like in world four or something. Uh, what level are you on? I'm on, I'm in, I'm on level oh. 90. Level 90. Yeah. It's too many levels. What is? There's let me so see. Here, I'll, let me pull it up. I guess I don't. That's a lot of levels. I thought there was worlds, not levels. I'm confused. Well, I mean, there are I think worlds, but I worlds assume, but there's also like levels. I, I yeah, just like how there's. I just know somebody told me they were like at level eighty, and I'm like, I'm still on level like thirteen, <laughs> and I, I haven't played it since. I am on. Level ninety. Uh, it doesn't say what world though. So yeah, I'm. I'm. I don't know. I think I'm on world like three or four, level ninety. And uh, yeah, you can play this game without needing to do any of the transactions. You don't even need to watch any of the movies. Just play the fucking game. And when you lose your hearts, oh well, put your game down and then wait some more. Uh, that's yeah, and that's Frost's review of the. I want to play Mario, Doctor Mario, now. <laughs> then play it on your fucking console. I need a doctor <laughs> now. It's not on <laughs> Switch yet. 
playing on the Wii U. Right? My Wii U is unplugged. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I don't know how to help you then. That's right. Well, I'm what sure you can do is you can plug Mario it in on the Switch. That would be. You can plug it in the corner of your room and then just use the controller. That's a good idea. You, know, you, don't, even <laughs> you don't even have to have it hooked up to your TV. I do have that uh, <laughs> corner with a lot of stuff. <laughs> This is just put it out, tuck it out of the way. You don't need to put discs in yeah, it. Just treat, just just treat it like a like like a second like a second handheld, like system. another switch. Yeah, an older. It'll switch. pair well with my other switch. <laughs> no, <laughs> my other other switch, my switch, my, my light switch, my backup switches backup. Mm-hmm. I I saw I saw that you were cheating on me with that <laughs> other switch. <laughs> I yeah. saw you looking at that that switch light. The oh, new, the, she's new and skinny, isn't she? That new, yeah, younger, smaller switch. Oh, with, you can't handle my thick thighs? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we had the best conversation about thick boys today, and it was the greatest. It was a lot of pictures of SpongeBob characters for yeah, some reason. I posted on Twitter, and I was just like, thick boy competition. Hey, that was my idea. Fuck off. Yeah, well, I actually posted it, so. I saw your tweet and I'm like, I'm doing it right now. Just boom. And then I just tagged everybody. But best, no one no best, one tagged anybody else though. Made me sad. I didn't have anybody to tag. Also, best thick boy is uh is Steven Universe. <laughs> I know that Patrick that, though was pretty but, convincing. But that 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 crusty crab, that that butt, that crab crabby patty butt. <laughs> so it was, so a, it was like Mr. Krabs a, it was pretty a, good, but it was a gif of Mr. Krabs in like cut off shorts washing his car. <laughs> so the original switch is now switch thick. <laughs> yes. Uh I can't who was it? God damn it, I think so I think uh Rated G for gamers, they were calling it. They're calling the Switch now the Switch Central, because <laughs> it was before they they recorded their podcast before the announcement of the the another the better battery life Switch, which we'll talk about later. I'm getting headed. I'm jumping the gun right now, but so they're they're calling it. So like they're like so there's a slight switch. Then there's the Switch Central, and then the Switch Pro. That's what it's gonna be. <laughs> switch Central. <laughs> yeah, well, that was pretty funny. Thick. Extra thick. Extra thick. It's the Duke of Switches. Yeah, I like that one. The Duke <laughs> of Switches. Um, anything else, Frost? Does that, that cover your gaming for the week? That does cover my gaming for the week. Your gaming. Um, uh, let's see. For me, um, I, I, I played Sea of Thieves for the first time. How is Sea of Thieves? Yeah, it was very. What do you do in that? You take missions. You get on a ship and you go and go to an island. You fight off some skeletons. You kill the skeleton sea captain. You take his skull and or find treasure that's buried, and you go to an outpost and you bring it back to the mission. How person. does this compare to Monkey Island? I don't. I, it's been so long. I can't compare it to Monkey Island. Does LeChuck show up in the? <laughs> Where's Guybrush Threepwood? But no, I I streamed a little bit of this and got like zero viewers. But um, well, we popped in for a sec. I didn't, we didn't say anything in chat. You jerks. We were like Justin's streaming, and we popped in, and we were like, "Yeah, that guy's what's he doing?" And then we left. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So um, I was like, he can't hear us, can he? <laughs> I hate no. that guy. <laughs> I I don't know how I, f- how I feel about it. It was all right. Um, the 
I really got impatient like with the tutorial stuff. I was like, I don't care about any of this tutorial stuff. I just want to just jump right in. And luckily, I was with my friend uh, playing with him, so I just followed him, and he just kind of showed me the ropes faster than any like text menu could. So if you jump into that game, I recommend just going with someone that already knows the game so that you can just skip all the tutorial shit because that's kind of seems like it takes longer than it should. Um, but yeah, it's not bad. I mean, the ship sailing stuff is pretty cool. I like the music. I like the drunk mechanics. You just, you can just sit there and just drink a ton of booze until you're like literally just flying across the street. Like you can't stand in one spot anymore. Is it called grog? Yeah, I think so. Oh yeah. So you, uh, you, you try to get your, uh, your cup. I forget what they call it. Their can turn or something. Um, you try to you get that filled and you start getting real drunk and you start like you start doing like the drunk wobble where you like you can't stand still. You start like falling and <laughs> walking away. So you're trying to get back towards the the bartender to fill it up more and you're just wobbling all over the place. At one point I ended up outside and then you start you start puking all over each other and then like someone pukes on you, then you just you puke splatter on your screen, you can't see anything. <laughs> oh god. It's a good time. Um we were just out in the middle of this ocean and like a gigantic shark came and we tried killing it. We couldn't kill it. So we just had to try to escape. <laughs> it was taking bites out of our ship. And then we fought off some people, some other griefers. Then we got spawn camp by some griefers. Apparently that's still a problem in this game. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily they have since fixed that where you can like, if you, if you keep die if you die, um, you can vote to like scuttle the ship where so then you'll spawn on a different island and then your ship will just be there you'll have like a new ship or a new version of your ship did you ever get chipwrecked did alvin and the chipmunks show up and you got chipwrecked uh no <laughs> <laughs> um apparently if, also if you fall off your boat then you can like you get and your your party just sails away you can just get saved by a mermaid well that's pretty cool so like there's like a mechanic where can you like, also get murdered by sirens maybe I don't <laughs> know. there's still a lot more i could play in that game but yeah like some mermaid like if you're like get far enough away from your ship in the water um like a mermaid will appear and there's just like a beacon in the ocean you just swim over to it and it'll take you you'll spawn back at your ship um you can fire yourself out of the cannon <laughs> You That's can, cool. You can just fucking so you have to aim the cannon first. You can't aim, <laughs> you can't aim it while you're in it. So you aim the cannon where you want you and think you, you want to go in. and then you can then you can like exit the aiming thing and then put and then look up at the tip of the cannon. There's an option to crawl in and then you can launch yourself out of the fucking cannon. That's handy to shoot yourself onto other people's yeah. boats. <laughs> That's <laughs> I I have to post a clip because um People were people were do, one of the guys that were following us were doing that to us. They were trying to um, they were they were shooting themselves out of the cannon in front of us into the water, and so we thought we ran this guy over because he was just in the water. And apparently, there's a way that if you swim under a ship, you can like activate their the anchor. <laughs> um, if you go to under an enemy ship, so we were just sailing along, and then out of fucking nowhere. The ship just comes to it like this halt in the middle of the ocean. And then there's like this guy just he pops out from under the ship because he <laughs> and then he he transport he went and he found an he found an, uh, a mermaid and he transported back to his ship so that they could sail back over to us. 
and or sail towards us because we had to raise the anchor to try to get back away. <laughs> this is the weirdest thing that's ever happened. And then um, I'll have to, I have a clip that my friend sent me um, because of my speaker settings I was using. I couldn't hear like the in game chat. I was using like party chat on Xbox, but he was playing on PC so he could, it works differently over there. Um, he was able to hear like the game chat. And so we had a ship come and ram us broadside playing Smash Mouth. Huh. Was it that somebody? Yeah. <laughs> That's what they were they were playing that song while they broadsided us with directly with their ship. Like just just we're just sailing along and this ship just comes broadside and just and you hear over the you hear through the speakers, like the chat speakers, just this freaking smash mouth song as their ship rams into us this sounds awesome it was was probably one of the best experience that was the best experience of the night um even though i couldn't hear it myself but like watching that after the fact i couldn't stop laughing so i'll I'll have to post that on i haven't been uh the shrek pirates got to you (laughs) they sure did yeah so i'll I'll post that on twitter and instagram and stuff here soon you tasted their oniony steel (laughs) Um, other than that, I played, uh, Blender 3D. It's a game where you just, uh, do 3D models <laughs> and animate stuff. Um, basically I've been working on some Twitch streaming overlay stuff so that we can up our Twitch game when we stream. To maximum. To maximum. So that we don't look like a half-rate little stream over here. We're professionals without cameras still so it's i gotta do what i can <laughs> to make it you're nowhere near as good as jack black well, you're no jack black don't remind you're gonna, me you're cutting him deep don't remind me that these famous people can come into our platforms <laughs> and outshine us <laughs> the real gamers you're not even half as funny as jack black no that's the problem <laughs> these famous Funny rich people come onto our platforms and they outshadow, they outshine us. They put us in the shadows. Wait till Keanu Reeves starts streaming. You know how long it's going to take me to get the same amount of YouTube subscribers as Jack Black? Probably my whole life. (laughs) Uh, So if Jack Black, if you're listening, uh, shoot some subscribers over our way. I know you're a fan of the podcast. I like how he shoots subscribers. Yeah. Well, out I mean, of his hands, he's a, like a beam. He is a gaming channel, so he has to do gaming stuff, which is shooting stuff. He can channel subscribers our way. Yeah, just channel them directly. Um, we'll, we'll download them from a disc if we, we need to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we'll, we'll copy the zip drive. Nobody knows what a zip drive is. Um, we will go on to the BBS and down Don't copy that floppy. <laughs> and we will uh, download. Oh, crap. I forget what file those files are called for for Usenet. <laughs> crap. Um, is, uh, we'll go on the IRC and download. <laughs> when is uh, Sea of Thieves getting the, the U-Boat DLC? <laughs> 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 Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, fun stuff. So yeah, I I posted a preview of like our Twitch stuff, like our one of the overlays that I've been working on on Twitter and Instagram. So you can check that out. Um, it's good stuff. 
Good stuff. So, yeah, if uh, you're wanting to follow us on Twitch, of course, that is twitch.tv slash Arena. So, yeah, check us out there. Follow us. We're not uh, like that, whatever the tiers of Twitch are yet. Partner? No, not partner. That's the higher tier. Uh, affiliate. We're not affiliates yet because, like, there's requirements. You got to, like, have 50 followers minimum, and then you have to have, like, 500 minutes of gameplay, of, of streaming within the last 30 days, and then at least seven separate streams. So basically, that's based, that's like streaming a, a few hours a week, um, twice a week for that requirement, essentially. And then, then 50 followers, and then you can be affiliate. So we're not even close to that yet. So <laughs> give us a follow. Watch us when we go live. Typically, what was it? Frost Mondays at 9 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, you got it. And sometimes Tuesday, maybe. And then anytime I have time off, but officially with salty, it's supposed to be on Mondays. Yeah, that's kind of the regular time. Um, with me, it can just be like anytime I have free to set up the equipment and go to town on some streaming. I plan. I'm hoping to plan to do some more uh, Rocket League. I'm trying to trying to get some of those items off of the Rocket Pass on Rocket League for the the days of the summer. <laughs> The Days of Thunder. No, wait, that's a midnight song. Um, God damn it. What, what's the it? Sound of Thunder. The, the, uh, book. the Synthwave the Summer. Um, shit, what is it called? Um, Retro Summer? No. That sounds right. Retro mm. Summer? No, because it's like a Radical Summer. That's it. The Radical Summer event. I'm trying to get some of that shit. I got like the... I logged in like, ra- like the other day randomly and got like the most badass player um, banner has like the synth wave sunrise. Oh, it's good stuff. I love it. I have the best banner right now and no one can top it. I don't care what anybody says. I have a better banner. It's called the Banner Saga. I Bruce Banner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you do. <laughs> uh so that that's all I've done. So Marcus, you, I'm I'm assuming you played some games? Oh, I played some games oh, and I'm calling yeah. out Frost for not mentioning games she played. Oh. We played Trivial Pursuit. And oh. oh, I see. I didn't think you wanted did you and win? Mario Party. I did not win in she any of the cases. Win. Well, in Mario Party, we did the boat. That was fun. Everybody but we all wins. Won. It's a co-op game. I really didn't enjoy that. Okay, I'm sorry. I, like I didn't the, know I you like wanted me to talk about one. the the Adventures Together games as well. I enjoyed I enjoyed playing Mario Party. I didn't like playing against everybody, but I liked playing the raft. That was really, really fun. I liked it against everybody. Mm, of course you do. Well, I mean, I, I won. Yeah. <laughs> I You win out all the games. I won via bonus stars as they are. I technically uh, didn't have... I, was, I wasn't winning overall in the main game, but I got two bonus stars and it pushed me over the top by it coins. Sucks. I won by coins. <laughs> it sucks. It sucks. It sucks. It sucks. Uh, I usually lose. Far Cry Primitive, I guess, and I watched you play that. Yeah, I, I, I popped enjoyed, into a bunch of games. I, um, I enjoyed watching that. That was actually the second game I popped into was uh, Far Cry Primal. Um, I do want to play more of that. I, it's the first Far Cry game I've ever actually... Well, Sans Far Cry 1 and 2, but uh, Far, from Far Cry 3 on, Far Cry is real different. But I figured I would start with Primal. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I poked a person in the butt with my spear and then he killed me. And then I uh, stabbed a mammoth and... <laughs> 
Yeah, that's like the opening part of the game. <laughs> and then and then I killed I killed some other stuff. I, I whacked a lot of things with a club, including already dead people. It was pretty funny. Nice. Um, I also played Vampire. That was before you showed up. Uh, I don't know. That game's not particularly great. If you, I thought it'd be more cinematic than it is. It's. I mean, you're a freshly turned vampire man, <laughs> and. Yeah, I don't know. It, it controls really clunkily. Like, visually it looks alright, but it just controls really sloppy, and I don't know. It. I thought it would be a lot more narrative-focused than it is. And because... Like, all the marketing made me feel it was going to be more narrative. Like, oh, all the... All the NPCs are going to have, like, personalities, and you're going to have to really, like, consider taking lives in this. But it has combat sections where you're just killing people. So it... it it feels disjointed from at least the marketing, what I was marketed. Yeah. Because I, I thought it would just be more like a uh, like a Detroit or like a Heavy Rain or something. Yeah. Which I, I would have preferred that. Um, you haven't even finished Detroit. Don't talk to me about oh. that. Yeah, I haven't, but I finished words. all the other games. So, <laughs> it's, um, I really... Yeah, how many Platinums are you at now? You still at 79? I'm at 89. Or 80, 80, 80 now? I was at 89. You're... 89. Okay, sorry. No, I got 10 last week. No, no I, I said 89. <laughs> That's a lot of games. <laughs> yeah, I'm still at 89, but... Uh, one of them was Barbie Quest 1. It was no. not. <laughs> Where you just get the platinum for a lot. That was the one achievement they had in the game. <laughs> no, that's... Uh... Yeah, I mean, I've I've done uh, Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls. I just haven't played through Detroit yet. I still have time. That came out <laughs> last November, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it hasn't been that long. Mm-hmm. It's a good game, Marcus. You're really missing out. It's never going to get played now. Um, <laughs> you you know I don't play anything recommended to me. That's how it works. That was, yeah, well, I guess the same goes for us, too. Nobody ah. can tell me what to do mm-hmm. but Marcus. Only Marcus rules, Marcus. If you recommend it, I'll put it infinitely on my back burner. It'll just <laughs> never get played. Your back burner is just infinitely long. It is. It's too long for any mortal men to finish playing any of there those games. Is. Plus movies, plus Ugh. TV shows, plus anime, plus collecting figures. I'm doing a lot. Um, <laughs> Just I got a lot on my plate over here. I'm doing a lot all the time. Podcasts. Uh, yeah, your your 109 hour backlog of podcasts. Podcast books, movies, oh, TV see, yeah. shows, anime. Books are just like not even on my list at all. <laughs> Everything. Uh, it's it's a lot. I all listen the to time, like 10 hours of podcasts a day. It's ridiculous. I try to keep on top of games to prevent my backlog from growing even greater, which has <laughs> then just my backlog keeps getting worse. Because then games I don't like, quite get to, to in a year. to play get, more of this game. I mean, also, my obsession with Platinums has led me to probably dump more time into games than I should. Even though that's not really an issue. I mean, getting value out of your games is always what you want to do i would think right <laughs> you would like to play a game for as long as possible get get the bang for your buck um anyway i i, I know that because i do that all the time i play games over and over again and i'm not sorry <laughs> anyway I've, I've also played uh i started gears 2 last time i've finished that now it's obviously a really short game um i don't know i i really like gears 2 i though like and i knew this going into it Gears 2 is, like, really... Man, does it kind of blue balls you? Like, did you ever feel that back in the day? It's in... The story's super inconclusive because it's it builds everything for 3. Uh, 
because yeah. the it introduces yeah. the Locust Queen, but you don't like you meet her, and then it's like okay, time to start the last act, and like there's no conclusion with her until game three. Yeah, you're right. Um, and like the final boss, quote unquote, is like her bodyguard, and he's like not built like it's just almost like a random Locust. I'm trying to like you. So, you see him early on, I guess, when he attacks Ty. It's been so long since but, I've played that. Uh, is it is Gears Two the one where you're riding the giant? You're you you're controlling the giant things or riding them? Yeah, you do that. You get you go through like you're like. Just, that's like the end of the game. Yeah, you get to control. Uh, oh God, what are they? Called? And it just kind of feels on like Reaver you just to, end on, on this giant oh. cliffhanger thing. It yeah, because like, it's like like you're they, there's a lot of talk about Adam Phoenix, and then all of a sudden yeah. it's like, what the hell is going on? Like, I mean, obviously having played, I've already played three. Like, I've played all these before, but I'm just saying, like, I remember even back then, it, which I don't know if it was just in at the time, but like Gears Two and Assassin's Creed were. So always left off on huge cliffhangers and it was like well guess i'll wait a few years to find out what the hell that is yeah <laughs> assassin's creed was weird too because like assassin's creed 2 was like three games yeah i mean <laughs> and like just remembering back with the end of like assassin's creed of one even yeah it's, it's like yeah it's big old the hell's that mean yeah, what the fuck <laughs> and I never, I mean, me, I've only, I only, what I know about Assassin's Creed is either what I've seen people play and what I've been told because I couldn't, like, beat an Assassin's Creed game because I just kept getting bored of the gameplay halfway through whenever I played one, so I just... Yeah, it is fairly repetitive, but I mean, I could also argue all games are fairly repetitive. Yeah, I just seemed like that one was a little more like, it was just, it, it was too much of the same formula, like... Go to this section, go or go fight, climb this tower, and then do the same tasks that you do in every single section after you go find a tower. And it's just, I got tired of that. So I know it's different now. I should probably check out some of the newer ones, but it just really hasn't been on my radar much because there's already so much other stuff I've been trying to get to that I haven't yet. So, I mean, Odyssey uh, just got its final DLC. Well, I shouldn't say final DLC, but final paid DLC, that last episode of Atlantis. Like, I got the Pirates one. It's like, I want to play with them, the, the ship mechanics. I like ship games. Well, they're making a whole pirate game eventually. It's been kind of MIA for some time now. I, just, I, I like, because I, I, my first experience, like, ever, I don't know what it was called, but there's like a PlayStation 2 game that my friends and I would play back in the day that was just a uh, same screen, like, ship battling Sid ships pirates. that might have been it i don't know for sure but like it was we just would play this game where we were just doing ship battles with each other it's a good game but uh yeah so anyway but gears 2 it's playing through with a friend it's it's fun it's still good it's just that it still looks it looks rough but it's good the uh, and two two did a lot of experimental stuff that never showed up again like it's like I think I've talked about this before, but they have yeah. ra- the razor hail, which is yeah. like, okay, this weird, like, apparently weather phenomenon that never shows up again. Yeah. And, uh, like, I, the, the krill in one never show up again, yeah. which <laughs> is kind of bizarre. Yeah. I don't know if, <laughs> like, they never explained, like, did the light mass bomb kill all of them somehow? I'm assuming like, that's that the case. That doesn't make a lot of sense, though. I'm assuming it, that's the case, but at the same time, yeah, they just never explained it. And I, I think I've 
heard another podcast actually complain about the same thing. Like, what the fuck happened with the krill? <laughs> but two was like, oh, writing everything. Because, I mean, you, you have... You're riding on their weird... They have, like, newer vehicles, and there's one where yeah. you're driving it, and then there's one where you're riding on top of these... I forget what it's called, the Sidewinder, I think, or Scorpion, something like that. It's yeah. it's some name of some vehicle with the, a cannon. <laughs> but you're you're riding on top of these things, and then you get, towards the end of the game, you get a ride on a Brumac. Which, to me, I always thought looked like a like really gigantic grunt from Halo. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they kind of did. And a lot more, like, bubbly, I guess. <laughs> this was in the age of uh, mounts. Mounts are cool. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it controls Well, really hey, they're kind of coming back with that Final Fantasy fourteen. I hear people are zooming all over the land with that Final Fantasy fifteen car mount. <laughs> huh. Apparently that's pretty the, cool. That's, like, a limited time thing, too. So, like, I guess you can't even get it anymore. Can it fly? I don't know. I just heard uh, Giant Bomb, they were talking about it, like, yeah, I was playing that Final Fantasy fourteen, and there's just a whole bunch of people zooming around the hillsides with that car mount. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's that game's full of uh, limited, but, like, timed mounts and stuff. I mean, and all the whole thing in that game is riding Chocobo. That's what everybody wants to do. There's a fat one. There is. Yeah, there's a couple of them, different ones. Uh, I half want to check it out since, like, the first few levels are free, but... I mean, that... I don't know, like, I mentioned on the last cast my, like, bad experience with it. Or not on the last one, I think it was two casts ago. Either way, I've mentioned it on the cast before, my kind of bad experience with Final Fantasy fourteen. But I, I think it, like, it looks like a good game. Like, it looks great, and the expansion sounds really great, too. And I think you can even, I think it's kind of like, wow, that you get, you can just dump get dumped into the new content if you want. I think you can get a yeah, leveled up character. I think so, yeah. If you were to start, even though that would, for it, for me, that would just confuse me more. <laughs> um, but I, I don't know. It seems like that game is really good right now for people who like that. Stormblood sounds really good. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I, I also, after Gears 2, me and my friend rolled into uh, Borderlands 2, played a little bit of that. We're, we just got to Sanctuary, so we're not super far in yet. Oh, okay. I'll just play through one. That's about um, as far as I got that's in like, that game. It's less than two hours in. Yeah, it's it's because I was playing by myself. I'm a lonely boy over here. It's <laughs> the game. The game lacks butt slams. I didn't. I didn't and I have, missed the low gravity. I didn't have any friends to play with. The game's real fucking boring by yourself. It is. Um, yeah, I don't know. We're trying to get through all these before, like Gears as well as Borderlands, before the new ones come out. Um, which once again on Gears, I've never played Gears Four. I also haven't played Gears Judgment, but I, right now we're gonna pass on Gears Judgment because I'm like getting through Four is more important, so we still have Three and Four to get through, and Borderlands Two to get through before September. So hopefully we can do it. <laughs> Borderlands takes a long time. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, you have a couple months. Yeah, I was like, I'm already over in Borderlands the pre sequel. I'm like almost at sixty hours on my character. Um. Yeah, and I am going to try and platinum the pre-sequel, which I'm pretty close to, but there's some real grindy stuff, and I mean that both literally and uh, metaphorically. <laughs> uh, yeah, I also checked out Judgment, and that game, I'm not really far in, but it is more Yakuza. It's exactly like Yakuza. Um, it's pretty awesome. And I did start with the... This is the first game they've had, like, full Jap like English voice like an English dub. Oh, really? And I started with the English voices 
um, just to check out how that is. And it's fine, but I get really off-put by the mouth movements. Oh, yeah. Um, which I've heard they from another cast that they did re- retool like the uh some of the other stuff like the stuff that's in the ink like the stuff in the the cutscene graphics the fmv because yeah this game actually has fmv um that stuff won't line up they didn't do any lip work to that stuff but the like in-game stuff they did rework the lip stuff to match the english voices um which i don't know i i re-rolled it almost immediately to uh japanese with uh english subs which i prefer yeah, um, I mean, if that's the way it was made, I mean, I mean, some games they'll. This was actually, actually made from the the ground up with English voice in mind. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, okay. Wow. They. It's one of the first cases where they were building it simultaneously. That's pretty cool. Then. Yeah. So, so <laughs> it's the English stuff is probably fine. Um, I, I know some people struggle with subtitles and Japanese voice. Uh. So that is available to people who don't have that. Now See, th- I don't really I've never really struggled with subtitles in a game. In fact, even when I'm playing any game, I always most, have subtitles on. Yeah, like just I in almost case there's always, the quiet talker. Yeah, I almost always have subtitles on. Um I find subtitles less of an issue for me playing games than watching TV where like if like if I'm going to watch an anime or something, I I got to be in the mood to like actually sit and just stare intently at the TV. To, in order to watch something in Japanese and read the subtitles. Otherwise, like most of the time I'm like, I'm like on my phone or I'm trying to do something <laughs> on my computer. It's like, I can't sit and just stare at the TV and watch subtitles. So, um, but with a game, I mean, that's what I'm doing. So it's easier. Yeah. To you're do interacting that. more. Um, but you, in the beginning of this game, you start as a lawyer who has like one of prolific case and you're like the talk of the town basically. Um, and then something real bad happens and cut three years later and you're like a detective man and uh yeah thugs randomly attack you on the streets and you can beat them up nice (laughs) so it's very much like yakuza and yakuza games as well as this it's always kind of this interesting mashup where the story like like the actual main story is very very serious and then the all the side content and everything is kind of goofy. <laughs> like, oh yeah, you'll be y- goofy like, games. I mean, in Yakuza, it's like, oh yeah, go play like this the UFO catcher. Like, I've always, get gifts for kids and yeah, I've always felt like a lot of the Yakuza stuff was like really tongue in cheek. It yeah, and this is very much the same way where it's got a wasn't, lot of humor to it. Like, wasn't one of the earlier ones that came to the U.S. like. Yakuza 2 or something and it was just like you were just driving a Hummer and just mowing people down or something like that I don't know I'm not I'm only playing Zero and I'm oh, not okay. that far uh, well I'm I am pretty deep in but I haven't I just seem to remember that. like in the earlier days of like I just Xbox had heard these were marketed poorly because at least originally up until Zero came out because people's misconception that these were uh, Asian Grand Theft Auto is how they used to be described, which they're not that at all. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what I remember seeing, and that back then I was like, actually, I want that game, but never was able to get it. So they're extremely, extremely not. Japanese. <laughs> like it's so. I, I I think if you if you have a like 
Well, I don't know. I think even if you're not a super fan of Japanese culture, I think you can still get into these and learn about their culture and like stuff that way. But it's it's very, very Japanese. Very Japanese. And this takes place in the judgment takes place in the same world as Yakuza. Oh, does it? Yeah. Huh. It, it's and the map is the same. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very weird. Uh, <laughs> well, video games are weird. That's, it's cool, though. That's a lot of really great characters. But anyway, I plan to play more uh, Judgment. It's it's really struck a chord with me. Yeah. Because um, I was for a while kind of just popping in a lot of lot of games and nothing's really been sticking. But I think I think Judgment's the one I'm going to keep up with. Uh, that was what I played at least on Monday. And then Tuesday, Thursday was my friend's free day. So we ended up playing. That's when we did Gears and Borderlands stuff. Um, and then today's the cast day, so uh, that's <laughs> been my whole week, Yay. basically. Um, yeah, I don't think I've played anything else. All right. Well, with that, we will roll into a break, and then we, we will, we'll, 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 we'll be back with the news. Hello? Is anybody here? Uh, hold on, hold on, I'm coming. Oh, I, I see you liked my bell over there. Yeah, it's a nice bell. Um, Do you have any games or something that we could play just to pass the time? I think I've got exactly what you're looking for. Missing Roleplayer Found brings you another odd adventure in Odd Doggies, where characters from our SAO campaign and a special guest from Lit Gaming Arena play a Dungeons & Doggies module in 5th edition. Join us Sunday, July 21st for the first episode release. Okay, and welcome back, and we don't have any LGA news or future headlines, so we're going to talk about the top news. The, hold on, hold on. The top, well, that sounds weird. No, I don't like that. The top news. This, <laughs> that sounds so bad. The top news. Um, and then also with this, there, I did ask uh, for some Feedback on Twitter once again with this, so we will be reading some of your tweets. Uh, so anyone out there, uh, if you want us to read your tweets, find the uh, question of the week, basically. Um, and when we you, your responses may get read on the podcast, we might read all of them. It just depends on how many we get. If we get too many, then we might we'll have to make a cutoff because I can't sit here all night reading a thousand tweets, obviously. So, uh, yeah. So first things first, we're going to talk about Joy-Con Drift. So we got um, Fast and Furious Joy-Con Drift happening with these Joy-Cons. Um, they're just getting real wild out here. <laughs> I've, ne I've never had Drift myself. So what's what's happening is people. some people are experiencing uh, where I when they aren't... I personally know two people who have experienced Joy-Con Drift. Yeah, so what's happening is like they're, the joysticks are experiencing input without any physical input so it's like the sensor inside the joystick is thinking that you are moving the joy-con in a direction and but without any um action of their own 
I I don't know I don't know what anyone can do about that. <laughs> it seems just like there a are some issue. easy fixes for Is there? it um, that I don't think any revolt. I I know I looked them up at one point to help one of my friends, but I think they were uh, non-invasive ones. Like I think you really can fix it without opening up the controller. Huh? Yeah, there's like I saw like two different articles here. So there was like. Um, the, joy, the, the Joy-Con drift is becoming a real pain or a real problem. And then there's yeah, Switch owners share their horror stories of trying to fix Joy-Con drift. I just, and I love that term, Joy-Con drift. It's, <laughs> I mean, literally, it's just like a slight movement. Um, yeah. It's something that I've experienced on other controllers. Like way back in the past, it would happen a lot on my Mad Cats controllers. Yeah, like it would just suddenly push a direction, and usually when I've experienced oh, are these Joy Cons other... made by Mad Cats? No, <laughs> usually when I've experienced this on other platforms, I could just like unplug my controller and plug it back in. Obviously, once again, I'm saying unplug it and plug it back in. That kind of dates how long it's been since I've had issues like this. Um, so yeah, I don't really like. I personally can't give any super solutions for this, but it is a real problem if like. Another one of the people I know who's had the issue takes very good care of his stuff and he experienced it. So obviously it's kind of happening almost seemingly for no re- real reason. It just happens. Yeah, the theories are like it could be like dust that gets down, messes and gets down inside there, messes with the components or that it could just be the hardware itself. Like the sensor is just goes bad too too easily. See, I don't know. I have. I have four Joy-Cons, and I've never experienced any of this. Um, And some of my Joy-Cons just sit around because I'm just one person. Yeah, so, like, there's some different stuff that people are um, saying, like, cleaning out the area beneath the joystick, like, using compressed air, cotton swabs, and alcohol, WD-40 with the electrical version of that. Um, But it seems like that just kind of delays it from it just kind of i don't know it doesn't Makes it go away for a little bit yeah. then it comes back and it looks like so on this article it seems that there there's like a comparison between a used chip and a new chip but it's going back and forth fast enough that i can't see a difference yeah i don't know i don't know what the difference is there so um, the uh so some people are saying like replacing the joy con thumbstick entirely but you think that uh those new joy cons with the new colors, they're going to have the new chip and they're going to be better? Or are they going to drift? I think they're going to be drifting all over Tokyo. What do you think of those new colors? I like them. You like them? Yeah, I like them. I don't see any problem with the colors. I like... I always like the colorful Nintendo stuff. Um, I hate the color combos. I think they need to be mixed around. You think so? I think it needs to be the blue with the orange and the purple with the yellow. Or purple with the blue and yellow with the orange. I don't. I, I don't like the purple with the orange. I just want an atomic purple. I <laughs> I like both those colors, even though the purple is more of a berry purple and not like a. Uh, I wanted the midnight purple because that's like that's my Nintendo purple is the midnight purple. I want sunset colors, yellow and orange. <laughs> See, like like I said, it, that if if they were switched around, they'd be good. Yeah. Um. But I don't know. Like I feel like sunset colors is hard because it's like yellow and orange is like too too different like you need the whole gradient <laughs> across the switch well and i've seen some people complaining because you can't really uh 
these come in kind of like prefab sets like and usually you can buy like them you can buy them individually well i don't know about these new ones because i think these new yeah they're coming out in september i think it sounds like these new ones you can't i mean i saw an article complaining about how you can't yeah it's well like i said they're not out yet though but i mean you could you could still like mix and match them with like other ones but the problem becomes that there's certain color combos that don't work because you, yeah, because only on the left side was one yeah, color. Yeah, it's either on the left or on the yeah. right. So there's certain color combos that you can't do, and it should they should just sell. Yeah, like what if you wanted like a all blue switch? You could, but the blue's only what left. I think at least for the red and blue, there are they do the have solid way. Oh, okay. Um, I'm pretty sure I've seen an all red one and I think I've seen an all blue one, but I, okay. I, I know I've seen an all red one. So I'm pretty sure unless that was a custom somebody did, but I was pretty sure they did make the alternatives for at least the, uh, red and blue. Uh, so you could just have a pure red set and a pure blue set, um, which I would hope they would do with some of these other ones. And it's weird because I swear they did a yellow already. That was also an electric yellow, but I could be wrong. I swear I've seen that before. I think I have too. I'm not placing where because i i currently have the uh the red and blue that the console came like my console came with because i went with the neon colors and uh there's the gray ones obviously and then there's the uh, i have the uh splatoon ones which are the green and pink yeah but i swear there was a yellow at one point maybe we didn't get that here in the u.s maybe not is a possibility i'm gonna look it up real quick oh shit mike down almost Mike down. Yeah, there is a set of just yellow Joy-Cons that's like uh, right and left that are yellow. It makes sense. I mean, they gotta pump the Pikachu. Always gotta pump that Pikachu. Frost just gave me a really weird look for that sentence I just said. Um, So in other Nintendo news, um, we are getting another edition of the regular Switch. And uh, so the Switch Pro... No, no, so they're, they're doing a essentially a hardware revision of the current like just OG switch and so that's going to be like what five and a half hour to nine hour battery life um pretty significant increase in battery life and that comes from the chip they're using they like Tegra 2 chip I believe is what they're using which is the same chip in a uh Nvidia switch or Nvidia switch in the uh Nvidia shield and they, uh, there's an update to that that is more, uh, a little more powerful, a lot more uh, power efficient, so it uses less less energy. Um, so that that's a new thing. And since then, Nintendo filed a patent or filed a not a patent but a uh, revision that the Switch would include that specific chip. And then within the day of that coming out, because that was kind of like a leaked thing, people found. Um, in those fi- those public filings. Um, then after that, they officially announced on Wednesday, I believe, either Wednesday morning or maybe late Thursday um, or late Tuesday. I'm not sure, but they uh, announced this new launch of the Switch, which will be get out on... Um, did, was there a specific date, or is it just the end of August? I never saw a date on this. Yeah, I, I just know All I saw was somewhere towards the end of August. I mean, clearly, since it's a hardware revision, that all the all the uh original switches i guess the there's still switch classics will out be, there until those are all gone then the uh yeah so be replaced with this new yeah and i'm hoping that there will be some sort of 
indication on the box that it'll be easy to find that this is indeed the newer version of the Switch, or I'll, or is this going to turn into like what people do with internal or external hard drives, where they're like looking up like serial numbers and uh, revision numbers and and uh, hardware numbers in order to determine where the hard drive was manufactured and if it was manufactured in this set of I think numbers, it might be something like that. <laughs> if it's if it's manufactured, I don't know. Within this set of numbers, then it's like a Western Digital black drive instead of a green drive. So you know what I <laughs> bet they'll do? The box will be different. I hope so. I hope it'll be some sort of indication. Like I want that switch. Yeah, I think it'll be a the box art will probably be different. Would be my would probably be the best indicator. That that's best case scenario right there. Like at least some sort of physical change to the packaging so that you know which one you're gonna get uh, instead of having to look at serial numbers and finding out. And, I still fear people buying stuff online because oh, then it'll be hard to tell because yeah, you never definitely. know what you're gonna get. Yeah, um, that's gonna suck. Yeah, because then it's. Because that's a, what a lot of people do too. They buy stuff online, and I'll, then you're 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 diving deep into the NeoGAF forums. <laughs> you're like in a thread that's like a hundred pages deep, trying to find out which serial number range you need to look for. <laughs> I'm still convinced there's going to be a, a better hardware revision that will be in line with more of like what people think is. I, I know they had. I think Bill Trennan, uh, somebody at Nintendo at some point, I don't want to misquote anybody, but somebody at one point did say, like, don't expect this to be, like, a Switch Pro, like, a big, heavy, like, hardware revision, and this seems to be exactly what it is. It's just, like, a battery uh, thing, but I'm still, like, I think that's what this is, like, and I say that meaning how there was a lot of talk around, like, oh, there's going to be a better model. I think there still will be a better model down the line, just not yet. Yeah, and then also um, I've been seeing stuff. There's another Kotaku article saying, all right, well, the Switch Lite officially say goodbye to the 3DS, and Nintendo seems pretty adamant that they're still going to support the 3DS um, for a while. I mean, there's still tons of people with 3DSs out there playing them. So Yeah, I mean, it's one of the best-sold consoles of all time. Um, I don't see the 3DS going away anytime soon. I I mean, again, we did kind of outline the... Like the five-year plan last week. <laughs> I think they are done. Uh, as far as I know, they're not making new... Like, Nintendo proper is not making new yeah. games for the the 3DS, which is smart, because they should be focused on the Switch right now. Totally. Um, well, I don't... And, like I said, uh, what would you quantify as, like, support? Like, because, I mean, I don't know. Because yeah, I, I was like, the uh, the Wii U got a patch not too long ago. Like, a hardware yeah, patch. Yeah, I... Yeah, probably patches, um, just bug fixes, um, stuff like that. Yeah, I think they'd support stuff like that for quite a while. Cause, but I mean, as far as like, but if you're gonna call like releasing new games, probably not. Because I was like, it's it's slowed to like it's basically at a halt now. There's been, I think, I don't know. There's probably only been like five new games. Yeah, I wouldn't call it. I wouldn't call it the death of the 3ds because there's still gonna be a lot of people out there playing them. I mean, for I mean, God's it, sake, people still play Game Boys and stuff. So, the, I the 3DS has one of the best gaming libraries, like of all time. It's I, pretty solid. I'm like the 3D, like the just the 3DS alone has really good games. But including that with the 3DS, you get the DS library, which is also an amazing library. And if you get one of those R4 cards, you can have the whole library on an SD card. <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying that. Uh, well, I don't know with 3DS games, they're kind of big. Yeah, it's true. I'm, 
I guess that was more of a just a regular DS thing. I, I'm not sure what. I'm not sure how it has progressed since then. Because I was like, a th- uh, three DS games would be a couple gigs per. Well, you can get a what they they sell like SD cards that are like five twelve gigs now. Yeah, but I mean, there's no way you're gonna get the whole. What if it was library. one terabyte? No, <laughs> I don't even think my library of 3DS games would fit on a 512 gig. Hmm. I have a lot of 3DS games though, like, uh, and most of them are still in their packaging, <laughs> like, on sealed. Because I, 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 I came to a certain point where I stopped opening games until I actually play them. So I have a lot of sealed games. Okay. Like, the only caveat to that is if I hear the disc or, like, thing, like, cartridge or whatever it may be knocking around in the case, I will open it up to put it back in its slot. Okay. But otherwise, I, I've i stopped opening them, like, and that was several imagine years like, back. Imagine, like, trying to sell that to, like, a collector because you didn't want it anymore and you just hear the rattling. I've never opened this, I swear. <laughs> I mean, it's... It's a weird, it's a bad habit, actually, like, because I shouldn't just be buying things. I should. But, <laughs> I mean, if, well, if anybody saw my, like, collection of things, they would think it was a crazy person because there's, like, several, like, copies of certain things and certain things that are, like, brand new, still wrapped and whatnot. Well, but. like, Dan over at Rated G for Gamers has, like, 3,000 games in his library. I'm just like, I don't yeah. think I have 3,000 of anything. <laughs> I, I mean, mine might be at something like that. 3,000 like, gigabytes. If I were to pool all my games, it would easily probably clear 3,000. God. Because, I mean, a lot of games. digitally I have, like, on PS4. So this is just PS4. Like, digitally I'm pushing 300. Wow. That's just digital. So Yeah, and I think they, they, they like, like to, they put it, their emphasis on um, physical copies. Um, they always get physical copies of games whenever possible. Which also like they they end up buying a lot of stuff on limited limited run games. I buy a lot of stuff from there too. They they bring that up a lot on their podcast. Like oh well, there's this limited run game or this limited run coming out, so uh, you know I'm going to be buying that. <laughs> it's it's nice to have uh, hard copies of a lot of those indie games yeah. that are pretty cool. Yeah, limited run is definitely it's. I like it. I like what they're doing. I think that's a really cool thing to put indie games on as physical copies it's a i know some people cool are thing. pretty mad about them though because they'll be like oh i didn't get a copy even though i think they're fair because they sell it they have two different windows that they sell during uh so they only sell on like i well actually i think they have four now because i think it's like oh they sell on like friday and then they also sell on like i think a saturday oh, okay and they sell at two separate times so there's like a morning time and a night time yeah so i think they were mentioning that on on their podcast too like they one of them straight up telling the boss like i'm gonna be on my phone at this time during the day just so you know because i gotta buy this game (laughs) i've never struggled getting anything i wanted from them but i know some people obviously have um well i mean if you want to go that far try buying a mondo poster then come then complain about that have you ever have you ever tried buying a, a limited mondo poster no do you know what Mondo is? Nope. <laughs> okay, so Mondo, it's like a website where um, they people will do licensed art. It's a lot of posters, t-shirts, stuff like that. And it's always a limited run. And there are very rare times where they'll be just like, here's a window time frame from noon until maybe 4 o'clock. You can buy. The orders are open and you can buy some. You can buy this thing. 
and then everything that they sell during that time, that will be it. Then there's other times where they say, we have 500 copies of this poster we're going to sell, and that's it. And then, like, it'll be going live sometime on this day. Watch our Twitter for the link. And then, so you have to, like, watch their Twitter. Then you click the link, try to buy it as fast as possible. Most of the time, doesn't work because you just get kicked out. And it's always, like, these these posters are things that they're selling for, like, 50 bucks, 100 bucks sometimes. They're done. It's all licensed artwork. So, I mean, it's all official stuff. It's nothing that some random person is just doing in their basement or whatever. It's not it's like so professional artists that are licensed so they do some of their more popular things will end up being like star wars art um stuff like that and it's really high quality stuff they do a lot of cool posters that i've seen over the years but they're like impossible to buy 100 percent of the time <laughs> like it's it's limited run games but worse by a factor of like 20 and like See, and I, obscurity I, I've keep I end up keeping a lot of my there is at least one that I've opened from limited run but all those are I still have in the wrapping uh because that became a thing where I was like well this is so much more of a collector's item like than it is anything else and if I so more or less I'm like I'll just buy X game digitally or yeah. usually you'll probably already own it digitally, yeah, I was but you say, might as well like just you, play your digital copy. And then yeah, it's like I already own this because mo- most of the time, like the game will have already come out, and then it goes to limited run games for. I do a, feel a little guilty. Recently, they did Transistor, and I didn't buy it, oh, but I was no. really tempted because I'm obviously a huge, 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 huge fan of Super Giant Games. Um, yeah, but speaking of limited, oh, well, <laughs> I have the vinyls for all those. So speaking of limited things, I just saw like they're they um, not limited run games, but this other company that um, Celeste goes through for like their limited stuff. They just put they just put up a limited edition um, like blue vinyl record of the B sides music. Yeah, you sent me that uh, link for that. Like twenty five bucks for tempted. one record. I want it so bad. I want that record in my collection so bad. I'm always tempted on a lot of these things. There was a big collectors for uh, the Doom 2016 uh, vinyl at one point that I yeah. was like, it, it was have that Doom guy. It was like a, a limited print, but I was like, ah, it's like a hundred dollars, and I, like, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I have a lot of posters, and it's just like I really want to mount them, but it's such a pain because you got to go and you got to. First of all, you gotta they're they're in poster tubes, so you gotta lay them down flat and put like heavy shit on them for like a week to flatten them out. Yeah, it's uh And then you gotta get the stuff to mount them on and figure out how you wanna mount them because every poster is different, so you gotta think about how how you wanna mount it to make it look nice or if you wanna go with like a frame with a glass front or whatever. Yeah, and I mean that's presentations a lot of the that's a big part of being a collector. Yeah. I mean obviously I own so much shit. Yeah, I, I I realize it's all shit. Yeah, I I really want to get some of my posters. I I got to do it when we start getting our studio actually set up with artwork. Me, <laughs> me and my friends talk a lot about how when I die, it's going to be real complicated for at least my parents if they had to go through my stuff because <laughs> they they would they don't know what any of that's worth. They'd, I I just picture. Worst case scenario, they do like a garage sale <laughs> or and super ultra expensive figures going for like a, a dollar yeah this toy dollar like it'll be like on the toy table just for a dollar 
free and somebody yeah, just okay. comes by grabbing handfuls of like 50 plus dollar figures that's making me cringe over here my video games new sealed video games they'd just be like just take them i don't care one of these days i'll have to go and get like pictures of these all the figures so that i can post them on instagram you can see them see marcus's collection one figure at a time probably take a whole year <laughs> Longer than that because like, I don't know. Have, do you have you looked at the Instagram at all? I know you're not much of a social media guy. No. Um. So on, I'm not in, on the gram whatsoever. So Instagram, there when you go to a person's profile, it's a grid. Um, it's set of like a timeline. So, um, you scroll down a grid and it's set up in rows of three. So there's three vertical rows, and every time you post something, everything gets pushed to the right, and the thing on the right drops down back to the left. And what I do on Instagram is I go video, text image, and then actual picture every single time. So like there's always one row that's all video. There's always one row that's all text images. And there's one row that's always either a screenshot or just a picture. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, so that's my formula for for Instagram that I use. And so, yeah, it will take a lot longer than a year <laughs> is what I'm saying. <laughs> if I were to do that. Ugh. I mean, in addition, because not only that, I'd be still having to post all the other stuff that I'm posting, like the um, like regular pictures or screenshots. And like I and honestly, like the Instagram content kind of legs behind the Twitter content because Twitter is just all around easier to use than Instagram is. Um, I kind of I've always focused more on Twitter than I have on Instagram. Twitter's been my jam lately. I like Twitter. I like Facebook. I, I mean, I don't mind Instagram. It's different. I just, it, the interface is lacking. It's easier for I can use Twitter on my phone that I take to work with me. Uh, if I try to use Instagram, my phone turns into a brick of lava. So I, it's, <laughs> it's decent, de- disincentivizes me to actually use Instagram while I'm at work on break because I don't want my phone to overheat. <laughs> but yeah, there's a, I still think there's a strong possibility we will see a a better switch, but would I tell anybody to hold off? No. Yeah, I think I'm going to get that better battery life one. I I mean, it's obviously not, for me, it's not worth it. Yeah, I mean, either the switch is coming out, I would say not like an upgrade. I mean, in fact, one of them is a downgrade, but maybe that just depends on your style of play. Maybe you don't care about the TV at all. Maybe that you, maybe 100% of your switch play is away from a TV. You don't care about the docking, then maybe that's a good idea. But also maybe not. Maybe your hands are too big for the tiny switch. (laughs) I mean, if you, I think if you live in like a New York or a, uh, like LA region, less movable parts to break. Like, well, cause you're going to be moving all the time. Yeah. Like you're going to be on the bus and everything. I play in handheld mode all the time. And I hear like some people say like they're, their joy cons do have like enough wiggle that it feels kind of uncomfortable like they might just break off i've noticed mine aren't uh it's not as tight as it used to be and it's just it's that's the nature of mechanical stuff is it's always going to wear out one way or another it's Um, uh it feels fine i mean i i honestly and i've stated this many a times before but i when i bought the switch because i'm not much of a I, I'm not super duper into handhelds uh, that I I just was like, this thing's going to be docked permanently. That was like my yeah. stance. No, I, <laughs> and then I, I changed I, 180. Yeah, I'm like, I all the time, like, 
I rarely play yeah. that thing docked unless it's like a game that kind of demands being docked. Like I played all of Zelda docked basically, um, just because I liked using the Pro Controller and it just feels like a game that deserves to be docked on a big screen. Yeah. Um, the, but it's like for the most part, like especially indie games, and there's a lot of games that I'm just like I just want to like sit on my couch and chill, like laid back. Yeah, exactly. Um. So with that being said, since we talked about the Switch stuff, um, I have some comments to read here. So um, basically I asked on Twitter about the new uh, Switch model, what what people thought of it with a better battery life and all that. Um, And so this person actually responded to Frost's tweet about like what we wanted to, if there's any topics they wanted to talk about. So ode ode to the RPG at OTTRPG on Twitter at says, would love to hear your thoughts on the new Switch models. Any plans to get one? So I believe we've covered that portion of what <laughs> of the podcast. We went well in the depth of whether we're going to get one, how we feel about the, t- the models and all that. Um, moving on to... Uh, and then code responded to us uh fellow owner of (laughs) lga so it's lga code Uh, i feel like the switch Lite is turning out to be like the 2ds less moving parts for kids to break but not as much not much else in terms of features which yes and then i just replied like with the clapping emojis like that style with the clapping hands in between every words and i said they they took the switch out of the switch (laughs) that was just my response took the switch out of the switch (laughs) Yep, that. Um, yeah. Uh, moving on to, and then uh, Jamie. Hold on, I, forget, I, would, I don't know his actual Twitter handle, so I got to zoom in on this picture here. Oh, God. Isn't it just Jimmy Dean? Just Jamie Dean. Yeah, just Jamie Dean. And it's Jamie spelled J-A-M-I-E. Don't call him out. I'm, <laughs> I'm shouting him out. Shout him out. It's, He's the real villain of Twitter. It's... <laughs> Uh, so he says, I'm going to be honest. I've never once found myself wanting a longer battery life. I've never had it run out mid game. Just my gaming habits, I suppose, docked or short bursts. A nice plus for new buyers, but certainly not a reason to upgrade. I uh, I think there's definitely a market for the Switch Lite. Lots of people solely play handheld. I'm gonna, trying to read with one eye and not being zoomed in here. Okay. I think there's definitely a market for the Switch Lite. Lots of people play solely handheld. Being able to do that $100 cheaper with a real D-pad is going to be a very attractive proposition. I think they're going to be incredibly popular. I And I agree with that. I think that is definitely... I mean, I'm just all... My whole, my complaints about it is it's, it's, it's not for me. It's not made for me. There, I mean, most portable stuff isn't made for me because I don't live in an area where portable stuff makes sense. But I mean, I would still think this is going to sell gangbusters, oh, obviously, because it's yeah. I mean, especially the whole kid aspect that's yeah. going to be huge for kids. I mean, some people might think two hundred dollars is a little expensive, but the original like three DS sold for two or two fifty. So I mean, and this is arguably a much more powerful, better device than the three DS ever was. And I think around holiday time, I mean, we know there's going to be a Pokemon one. There's probably going to be a bundle that includes Pokemon. Yeah. Because that will just be kind of like made by stores, I think. And like and I said, then, I mean, think of like holiday time. There's probably going to be a bundle that includes Switch plus Mario Odyssey plus Zelda. Yeah. And so like, not only that, uh, like the, you can play the fucking Skyrim on this thing. <laughs> just, 
you get you, you give your kids Skyrim on their their Switch Mini, their Switch Lite, Light Switch, their Switchless. Get them Skyrim. <laughs> um, I, just, I, I just responded to him hashtag 3ds killer, <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, uh, maybe I'm not sure. Nintendo seems pretty adamant that they'll keep supporting the 3ds. I can see its durability being a good entry port for parents with younger children, with an eye to moving onto a Switch Lite when they're a bit older and not as prone to throwing things. Um, yeah, I can agree with that. Even though, I mean, eventually, looking at the long game here, how many like how many years out until just the 3ds is irrelevant? Yeah, it, like one mm. more year, two more years, three more years. Like I'd say, give it another year. I mean, legit. Really. I I honestly think, that, like I said earlier, the 3ds has an amazing library, but so does the Game Boy Advance. Yeah, and you don't. I mean, how often do you hear anybody talk about the Game Boy Advance anymore? Uh, precisely podcast. <laughs> we talk about it. <laughs> Anybody that's a retro gamer will be talking about that type of stuff. Um, Bo from over there, like he, he always goes on like, he'll go kayaking and then he'll take a picture from the kayak with him holding his Game Boy in like a waterproof case. It's, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, he, he he'll, well, he's always doing the outdoor stuff, but bringing those, those retro console or retro portable consoles with him. Game Boy Advances. Easily one of the best consoles of all time. Easily. Yeah. How do you feel about the Game Boy Advance versus the Game Boy Advance SP? Uh, the SP was like a masterpiece. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's the first time they introduced the moving, the flipping thing. Um, I remember uh, my brother had one of those. Like, yeah, the clamshell. I never had yeah. a SP, but a lot of people I knew did. Um, but yeah, that clamshell. That's was, when they it introduced was like the, the backlight, right? Yeah, and it was the perfect size. Cause yeah, I yeah, had it was just such a good size. I mean, it was like it filled out that whole thing. Well, I guess I never owned a Game Boy Advance. My brother did, but I played it a lot. Um, but we had the worm light, you know. Like yeah, you couldn't yeah. you couldn't see it was like shit the, it was the there. same exact plug on, as on the Game Boy Color, right? The worm light. Yeah, I just I actually used my worm light from my yeah. <laughs> Game Boy Color because it was like they they. It was almost like an iteration because you could still play the Game Boy Color games in the SP, and it's like they just kept improving on the formula until yeah, they, they went. Then they then they just completely changed the game with the SP with that backlight. Yeah, and the the SP was the way to go. Even though, if I were to play Game Boy Advance games now, I would just use a DS Lite. Yeah, that would make a lot more sense. Um, I, well, mean, I mean, you lose the Game Boy library, but Game Boy Advance plus DS library is pretty good. That's yeah. I I would honestly think that's the best library of in terms of handhelds. How so? You can't play a Game Boy. You can't play Game Boy games in the uh, DS um, Lite. No, uh, or on the DS. It just has GBA slot slash uh, the DS slot. Interesting. So I wonder because I had that that whole. Um, I wish I had a DS Lite, but I have a. <laughs> I had a uh, hamburger, the big original DS, which I should have kept, but I eventually sold that. And I have a, a DSi, which was the last yeah. model of DS, and they did away with the advanced slot, so I, I don't have a way to play Game Boy Advance games. They, I had that memory card thing for the Game Boy Color, which um, you could save. I, I, I know I've talked about it here before, but it's a... It was a memory card where you could save a hundred save states of entire games onto it. Yeah, either, it sounds like a power saves. Yeah, probably what it was. Either it was either a game. Um, it's a, it was either a uh, Game Boy Color or or regular Game Boy games you could do on it. 
but it was made for the Game Boy Color. So I wonder if you put a Game Boy Color game, if you put that into the DS Lite and then put a Game Boy game into that because it had a pass through on it where there's a switch where you would switch it to turn it on to go into the memory card mode where you could save or rewrite the save onto a or overwrite the save on a on the cartridge or there's a pass through where it would just boot up the game. Mm. So I wonder if you got that plug that into a DS Lite and then plug put a Game Boy game into the back of that. I wonder if you could play it. I wonder or if it would just corrupt everything. (laughs) That's maybe I don't know what the uh hardware situation for running Game Boy Advance games versus yeah, regular Game Boy Color games. Um, yeah, I just don't know. But I, I don't know. Just but if uh, anyone out there knows, let it, let me know because I'm interested to find know that. <laughs> like, I mean, you can... It would be real easy at this point to have a huge, yeah. like, open library of games if you had a DS Lite and a 3DS. Yeah. It's like... You basically covered... Like, you. the only thing you wouldn't have is Game Boy Color games, which, I mean, granted... I definitely have some fondness for Game Boy Color games, but I think the Game Boy Advance is a lot better uh, cycle of games. There's a lot of really good Game Boy Advance games. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's just it's one of those weird hardware situations. It's like with the the um, the old iPod Classics where they were using like miniature 2.5 form factor or miniaturized platter hard drives, but they were still 2.5 inch fact form factor drives where they or no they're they're like miniaturized um ide drives so they used the ide connection um and you could actually get an adapter to plug that into the ipod take the hard drive out plug the an adapter into the port on the ipod ipod yeah yeah the ipod classic and then that would allow you to plug a compact flash card into it instead instead of a hard drive because it's like the same exact technology and then you can take you can get a compact flash adapter to sd adapter and if you wanted to you can get an sd to micro sd adapter and then you can be like six layers deep into like 128 gigabyte of storage off of a micro sd card inside of your ipod classic that's madness that's too many layers deep but then when you do with that you know what you do with that is you you modify your um audio output and add a bluetooth module into it and you can connect your ipod bluetooth via bluetooth for insane people and put a bigger battery because the hard drive took up more space the compact flash stuff doesn't take as up nearly as much space so you can actually take out the battery in there put in a bigger battery with like triple the battery life that's stuff only you care about i know i'm a weird You're person a battery nazi I'm a, i am a <laughs> i am a battery nazi that's why I'm going to get the new Switch. It has a better battery. <laughs> Which, interesting to Jamie's uh, comment about battery life, I've only experienced uh, two times where I have KO'd my battery life. And granted, <laughs> I was I was near my dock uh, when I did this, but it was kind of like, ah, oh, crap, I just wanted to continue playing this in handheld. Yeah. Which was when I was playing Wargroove, I had a few moments where I KO'd my battery life real hard and like <laughs> wanted to keep playing. So I just played it docked for a bit. And uh, um, Rabbids, uh, Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle, which obviously both of those are strategy games with a lot of like, you can obviously tell they're slower, more methodical games. I probably shouldn't have been playing them in handheld. (laughs) Probably not. I've been tempted to pick up Civ on 
Switch, even though I know that doesn't have the multiplayer. But you can cr- it's cross compatible with PC. Weird. So yeah, you can you can only play versus AIs, but uh, as far as I know. Well, I mean, but you could. I would never take play your, against another human anyway because I suck at those games. Yeah, I was like, you can take your save from PC, as far as I hear, and like boot it up on your Switch. Interesting. And continue playing. Um, I don't really know how that works. That's just what I've heard. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder how they've done that. Um, and then we have one last comment here, and this was actually from the other week when I asked about the first the the Switch Lite. Um, and this is this one's the problematic one. But uh this guy he doesn't like Nintendo. So his whole uh so his um Kylix uh at Kylix it's like it's spelled Kyle X plays, but I think he goes it's Kylix. I'll have to ask him how he It's Kyle Crossplay. <laughs> oh god. Oh god. <laughs> it's like the anime pronunciation. Yes. <laughs> or the um, X is Silence is like Hunter Hunter. Kyle plays. Um, I'll have to ask him how he actually pronounces his name. Um, but I I will actually be on his show in August. Um, and we will we will be talking about about this. His 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 upbringing in games that how he became the way he is. Um, so his he was. This is my take on Nintendo full stop. Never had one and never wanted one. Honestly, I don't get the rage around the Switch. And he goes on. And so I I responded to him. I can't I must not have picked up that part of the screenshot, but he's like, "I don't know what it is, but I've literally I have literally had every other console, Atari, Commodore, Sega, Sony, Microsofts, but never had a Nintendo. I just don't get the excited about Nintendo." Also, is this not just now a glorified DS? Um, so I always say, well, this is the the first Switch should have replaced both the Wii U and the DS when it first came out, anyways. Um, I guess he was unfamiliar with the Switch Lite or the DS, I guess, because he's ask he asks, well, the Switch Lite is basically exactly the same as a DS, isn't it? No point in bringing out another DS, which would essentially just be a Switch Lite. So I explained that they're they're just different. I mean, there's the two screens and whatnot. Yeah, I was gonna say, is he not know about the two screens? <laughs> and then the touch things, and there was a different type of touch screen that allowed you to like some games wanted you to just blow on the screen as a mechanic. Yell at it. Objection. Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> I object. Um, so then he asked, so in that case, the the DS was better than the light, and I was just like, no. Well, I mean, like the. The, the Switch is just the more powerful console. I mean, the DS is just Is he the type of older. person to look at Mario and just be like, that's the same game? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> that's he, what I'm going to talk about. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to. He could look at Super Mario Brothers compared to Mario Odyssey and be like, those are the same game. We're going to get down the brass tacks and, and figure out how he became the way he is again and why he hates Nintendo so much. <laughs> but uh he's he's still he's he's fun to interact with on twitter though so yeah because i was gonna say this seems interesting to me because i'm obviously like yeah you're the exact like you're deep in nintendo. super nintendo yeah so i was like i thought this would be it would be interesting to bring up on the cast especially just because you're like the exact opposite where i mean it's it, you obviously you still play nintendo's like PC and, been a part of my life yeah forever and we, we never had the Genesis growing up. Yeah. Um, I knew several people with a Genesis. I had several friends who had a Genesis, but we, had we a, never had one. I only had a cousin with a Genesis. I had like my I had a cousin with a Genesis and a Game Gear, 
And like we we had Nintendo shit when we were growing up and my friends had Nintendo. But then my friends like I went down the Xbox path and then my friends went down the PlayStation path. (laughs) But we still stayed on PC the whole time. See, when with Sony and like I had an N64 when I was six, like in 1996, we got an N64 for Christmas. I was that kid, uh, basically. <laughs> Nintendo 64! Except I wasn't because me and my brother snuck a peek. Um, <laughs> oh, so you knew. knew we so you already it. had your screaming fit like beforehand. I already kind of knew we were getting it because they did the. Uh, I don't know if it was on purpose or what, but they gave us the games the night before. <laughs> and I was like, Here's well, we don't games. have an N64. Oh, just you wait. Maybe Santa will bring one now that you got one. Now yeah. that you got the games, I can't play Mario sixty four. <laughs> that was like that was the life the get that was like the life changer for me when I is the first time playing Mario sixty four at my one of my cousin's place. We just went down there and I played like so the, much the, of that game. This was on it was on their TV, and I just like I sat down. It was like my very first experiencing the Nintendo sixty four, and I sat down and I was like playing it and i was like this is amazing i want this and then like that's what we ended up getting for christmas that year was nintendo 64 and mario 64 which took me like five years to beat (laughs) because i'm terrible at games like i actually stopped playing it and then i came back to it later on like at the point where we already had an xbox and i just went back to go play mario and i actually beat and got all the stars and whatnot way later so like I beat journey. I beat the game, but I didn't get 100% of the stars. I, so that's so I at least beat the game. I just didn't 100% it like most people did. So see, and then in '98 uh, is when I got the PlayStation because we got it for Christmas that year, and we got we got a whole slew of games. So we got we got Crash Bandicoot Warped, which was the newest Crash at the time. That was like yeah. brand new, basically. And man, that was that. It's still to this day I. Hands down, Crash Bandicoot Warped is the best Crash Bandicoot game. Um, no game. questions asked. And I played the shit out of that game as a kid. But yeah, that that's when we jumped aboard the Sony train. Um, and then since then, it was just like, yeah, we had like all the consoles. Like I yeah. always had all the consoles. I, I mean, I was that I was the kid like people went to for video game information. And like, <laughs> the other kids on the like playground would always be like, Marcus, he's got everything. Because then from then on, it was like, oh, yeah, like, got a PS2, you know, got a, you know, move, move to a PS2, then got GameCube, then Xbox. Like, I just always had everything. Um, it wasn't until recently that I eventually kind of went away from that because I eventually sold yeah. my 360. Like, I had, obviously, a PS3, 360, and a Wii, and then I eventually, like, sold my 360 I was just a PS3 guy with like PS3 and Nintendo, and then I had a the PS4, and I didn't see a reason to buy an Xbox One until I got that screaming deal on it. Yeah, you did get a good deal on that Xbox there, One. There still is not. I've never seen a deal that beat that. I still to this day. Not even the Xbox One sad. No, it's there is not. I got an Xbox One S for like 170. There is not a deal that beats that. Yep. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a good deal. Um, let's see. What, but I, I do want to know why this guy hates Nintendo, because just those... Well, I'm going to talk to him about those, it. <laughs> was he a Sega kid? Well, he, he says just he's... just a Sega kid? He says he's had all the consoles except for Nintendo ones. How? How is I that mean, even so possible? the Atari, Commodore, Sega... So it's like they jump from Commodore to Sega. Was this some weird rich kid? <laughs> 
<laughs> Maybe he was. See, and I th- this is like a weird part. Well, also I believe I, he he's British, and uh, they the over there Sega was a lot bigger than Nintendo was. Yeah, and, yeah, the Mega was, Drive. Yeah, so Shark Select the same thing when we did our um, GPA or the uh, Gaming Podcast Alliance episode. Um, we that we brought up the same thing with that as um, they they had the they were they were more Sega centric in the UK than the Nintendo like us over here but you know what's crazy to me which is just like the I lived in like a bubble um because I didn't have a Genesis I thought the Genesis was the poor kid console <laughs> I I had no idea <laughs> you had no idea that that the Nintendo was the poor kid console yeah I always just assumed the Genesis was and now now in fairness it's because most of the the people I knew at the time that had the Genesis, their family was like not as well off as oh, my family, yeah. and uh, I was, so I was like, yeah, I'm like, but they just pinched all their pennies to buy the, know, big, the better console. It it didn't help that I looked at like I looked at you know my, like visually I knew some of the stuff on the Genesis looked better. Yeah, but I just like all the uh, at least from my eyes. I was like that. That controller is kind of like cheap feeling. Like the buttons feel cheap. Yeah. The like the cartridges feel cheap. And then the first, like I don't know, I had a weird interaction with the Genesis. The first controllers only had the three buttons. Yeah, but those, <laughs> at least the two people I knew growing up, I was like, and at the time when I really got to know them and like that that I actually played on their Genesis, like they they didn't have some of the newer consoles. So I had already moved on to an N64 at this point. Oh, really? So I'm, like, way deep in, like, N64 and PlayStation, and they still only had, like, the Genesis. So they're out here playing Sonic 3 while you're playing, um, like, Mario 64 and... Yeah, so... I don't know, some other... I was, I was going to say some other, like, So weird. I guess when I say, quote-unquote, the poor people console, I guess maybe I viewed it that way because I already had, like, an N64... So they're playing. They're playing <laughs> Sonic Three while you're playing Jet Force Gemini. <laughs> yeah, something like that. I mean, Diddy Kong Racing more yeah, likely. Diddy Kong Racing. But, <laughs> be like, whoa! This is a f-. They'd be like, yeah, look Star at, Fox sixty four. Be like, look at these graphics, and I'd be like, over here, I'm playing like Diddy Kong. <laughs> Blast Corpse. Um, uh, Star Wars Episode One Pod Racer. I mean, and then. The best game for Nintendo 64. No. Well, and then I eventually, like, that was another weird thing, because then I eventually got a PS2, and then a lot of them got N64s. <laughs> so you got to imagine how weird yeah. that, it, that I was. I don't know. Like, I never I never had any concept of, like, oh, that's the poor kid's console. Like, my friends were always just like, yeah, we all had the different things. Like, I never even questioned anything about, like, the PlayStation thing. That was just, like, a foreign thing to me. But then, like... Then by the time the PlayStation 2 was out and then like one of my cousins came to visit visit and they played the PlayStation 2 and I was like, this is real cool. I like this PlayStation 2 thing. And my first game I ever played on the PlayStation 2 was um, the Midnight Club. I mean, I guess I shouldn't say poor people. Um, That's obviously very derogatory. And actually, my family didn't really have a whole lot of money (laughs) growing up Um, because obviously I only got these things at Christmas and usually it was a present for both me and my brother. It was like. 
you get this and that's it. Yeah, like the consoles <laughs> were always like the fa- the family gift. And then like like I've said before, like whenever Christmas would come around, I would get one video game for like my, my Christmas present. And then maybe I would get what like one game for my birthday, which is shortly after Christmas. I'd get two games. But then my brother would get one game for Christmas and then his birthday would come around in spring when they were doing like for some reason there was always sales on Nintendo 64 games in the spring. So then my brother would get two games for his birthday. I'm like, well, I'm getting ripped off here. I'm the older brother. What's going on? See, but th- this is more my opinion on the, like, I guess my young self's thoughts. Um, it, this is going to sound super dumb, but you got to see this through the lens of like a really <laughs> of, of a kid. young kid's yeah. eyes. I, I thought the Genesis was basically like a knockoff thing. Like, no, oh, really? Like, you, you know how there was always like, you know, like, Oh, this is like a bootleg. Like, like I thought it was like kind of like a the, bootleg console. Of some this kind. is the Walmart brand of video game console. And mine came from uh, Future Shop. Yeah, it wasn't until, I guess, like the Dreamcast that really I was like, oh, man. I bought this at Sears like, and you bought that over at. But, <laughs> but we also <laughs> know my we didn't own a Dreamcast till like way past its prime. Like it. My brother yeah. got one at a pawn shop for uber cheap with like a plethora of games. Yeah, we um, never owned one. I mean, I own but one I knew, now, but I knew I, friends with Dreamcast, so I always played at friends' house because, once again, just some of my friends were yeah. Sega nuts. And yes, I got my got. I picked up my Dreamcast for like ten bucks at a thrift shop because they didn't know what it was worth. <laughs> and I think everybody is like, but I don't have a controller for it. That's all they had was the console. So that's the that's the trade off. I have to go buy. it. Try to find an expensive ass Dreamcast controller. See, this guy though sounds like my uh, this kid I know growing up that I know you don't believe is real, but uh, Johnny Klopp? Johnny Klopp, yes, uh, <laughs> yeah, he was the kid who he owned everything. Yeah, everything like what this becomes a weird thing because I turn into like Nintendo games are for kids. Well, like yeah, because well, <laughs> little babies play Nintendo games. Because what? When did the I'm up here okay. playing Halo. Because I got a PlayStation in 98, but didn't the PlayStation launch in 94? Oh, Jesus. I don't I don't know. I'm Let me see. Up. But he he had a PlayStation, and like it, it was like he was a kid from the future, is basically. Yeah, nine, December 3rd, 1994. So on the cusp of, of 1995. Yeah, he was, he was literally like a kid from the future. Like he had... <laughs> Like, I had a PlayStation in 1993. So we felt <laughs> stupid, you know, because we're... Because at the time, like... So this is when I looked like a scrub, because I was like, oh, Super Nintendo, and he had a Super Nintendo with, like, every game you could have fucking imagined. <laughs> yeah, so you And I would be, like, looking at his games and being like, hey, can I borrow this? Can I play this? And he was like... He basically was like, yeah, sure, that's garbage. I never play it. Even yeah, so though- your friend was playing Sega 3, you were playing Jet Force Gemini, and he was playing Spyro. <laughs> He's living in the future. <laughs> I mean, he was real into uh, uh, Battle Arena 2 Shinden, and he could kick everybody's ass at Battle Arena 2 Shinden. <laughs> well, because no one else had a PlayStation. They couldn't practice. I know, and he, he was very much like he had to be the center of attention or he got mad and he would like let us borrow stuff but then he would get mad and like demand it back like essentially the type of kid that if he saw you having fun with something Uh, he would have he would be he would get mad and jealous basically he sounds like the one responsible for the school banning pokemon cards well he was already gone at that point um (laughs) 
<laughs> he never existed, though. He he left in second grade. He was too good for us. He, too, he went to a private school in the hills. He was from the future. Yeah, he went back to his time. He had so much cool stuff, though. Like I, he got I think tired I mentioned of playing before. the PlayStation. He's like, I'm, I got to go back to my Xbox One X. He had guys. one of those like his, the TV they had was like the size of a wall. It was one of those weird projection like TVs. But yeah, before like. Once again, you got to think this was like 95. The rear projection to the rear, rear, the rear projection TVs. Yeah. For like, I hated those things so much. Like you could hardly see them. Like you you had to be in a pitch black room to watch TV on those things. Like imagine 95, 96, 97, which is when I kind of knew this kid that he just had all the cool shit. And then like, (laughs) I didn't uncle like that. He was always like buying the brand new electronics. And like, he was one of those people that would. By the ridiculously huge, just biggest, dumbest TV he could possibly buy. Well, I think his dad was an architect. and uh, So back then he was actually making money. I don't think architects make money anymore unless you're like some sort of rock star. Well, I mean, I know when he he moved and like I visited him once, but he was in like a three-story house and like just had all kinds of stuff. But... Like if I was an architect, like because I I went to school for architecture and didn't didn't I never made it through. But if I were to continue down that path, I would be making two thirds of what I make now. <laughs> so well, probably better off that it didn't happen. But I think of how his I always when I was a kid I always thought his dad was an asshole because there were certain rooms we weren't allowed in. Like there was one that was an office that we. 100% weren't well, allowed. Well, that was like, the time can... machine room. That's no. why he came from the future. No, and I mean, like, I peered in there, and it was a, it was like a, a computer room. But now, I now as an adult, I know why I wasn't allowed in there. He had tons and tons of Star Trek collectibles, like figurines mm. and stuff. Like, so he, he, you know, I didn't know this then, but now I'm just like, his dad was a giant nerd. That's why he had all that cool stuff, because his dad was buying it for himself. Well, you see... I stole the time machine from his family. <laughs> so he is. <laughs> and I I erased him from time because of his ridiculous he, name. I mean, that he's actually the reason I got into Metroid um, because I borrowed. Well, this becomes like a weird loop of people because uh, my brother, my brother's friend, Weston. Uh, yeah, it sounds made up because my brother's name is Austin and his friend Weston. Anyway, he knew Johnny Klopp, and he I think he had lent Johnny Klopp Metroid anyway, or maybe he got Johnny Klopp's version of Metroid. I can't remember who did what, but then we ended up with it at some point, and that's how I ended up playing Super Metroid. We never actually owned Super Metroid. It's also how I played Mega Man X, because I never actually owned Mega Man X yeah. as a kid. I just played his copy, like, several times. I was really obsessed with it. Yeah. And you know what? He was like, he's like, check this out. And it was uh, Mega Man Eight, <laughs> and it, but once again, I didn't have a PlayStation. <laughs> Mega Man Eight like blew my mind. Yeah, that that would oh shit, that would be a mind blowing game for <laughs> someone who's. Never I imagine had you're that. you're you're six and you still haven't really like you've seen 3D games because because yeah. like I said we we'd play but like you Battle ain't Arena seen this 3D game <laughs> like and it wasn't quite that Christmas of '96 when I got the N64 so. It was like, you know, games on the PlayStation still, like, blew my mind. But it wasn't until my other made-up friend, Jace, that I fell in love with the Sony. The Sony brand. The Sony brand. 
All right, well, we're getting a little long in the tooth here. Let's move on to some other news topics. I just want to know why this this human hates we're, my love. <laughs> we'll find out sometime in the future when I uh, I'm gonna be on his show. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be on his show and, and ask we'll him this. ask him why he left. Ask Johnny Klopp because that's the only person he could be. <laughs> he is Johnny Klopp. <laughs> <laughs> ask him. <laughs> Why he left us? <laughs> oh Jesus! Okay, um, so this, this is like the most like it's this this there's nowhere near a top headline, but it's top of my heart because of how funny it is. Um, so as you, I, I think we mentioned last week about the fact that Bernie Sanders has a Twitch stream now, and apparently it's just all ads, like campaign ads. Um, and then Amazon Prime Day happened this last week, this week. And as a result of that, there are like people like warehouse people that were trying to like strike or whatever. I don't know if that happened or not. I didn't yes. see any news. It did happen. Yes. Um, and yet I still got all my stuff that I bought on time. It's amazing what machines can do. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, humans are replaceable. Don't say robots. that. Um, no, robots I'm, I am will pretty, control the future. I am all for the people striking and uh, fuck Amazon. <laughs> and here I am. I just bought a show of stuff for Amazon. I'm a uh, hashtag consumerism. I we posted about Prime Day on on the Twitter account, and every time I posted about it, I just did hashtag consumerism. I treat Amazon like it was originally. I only buy books off Amazon. They're a bookstore. <laughs> That's 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 really um, profound, actually. <laughs> I, I'm only using them for their original purpose, a bookstore. Yep. So you can buy you can buy books or e-books, audiobooks, audiobooks, e-books. or ebooks. You can buy any of that, but don't don't partake in any other other bullshit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. So something you haven't heard before. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so in addition to that, like people were kind of like in solidarity with that, some Twitch streamers or a lot of Twitch people were boycotting Twitch for, I mean, I mean, obviously they're owned by Amazon and on the same day as people boycotting Twitch and Amazon, Bernie Sanders actually appears on his Twitch stream that was previously only playing just campaign ads. This time he appeared in person on stream. Which I don't get this, like the irony of this, because it's, so it's like he's, he's big, all for yeah. dismantling Amazon and, and, and big here companies he is in general, and now appearing like, on Twitch. Which does he not know it's owned by Amazon? I I think he's like an old enough dude that he does it. And if there's campaign ads, I assume they have to be his campaign ads. And regardless, that means if somehow Amazon's getting their palms greased by Bernie Sanders, yeah. So, um, it looks like he, he appeared on stream to address, um, let's see. So he, he popped on the the stream to talk about Medicare for all, uh, in advance for a speech he's giving and on the subject pretty soon. That's kind of what he talked about, but it just seems like (laughs) it's just really, really like sad and, but also funny because of the, just the, the. Hor- horrific irony of this situation of him appearing on Twitch the same day people are boycotting Twitch because of their affiliation with Amazon and their treatment of warehouse workers. Which is what he should have been on point yeah. talking about. Yeah. 
which is yeah like imagine like if you did pop up on stream and be like hey if you're watching this twitch you're an asshole oh <laughs> uh, yeah that's just is too funny too funny uh politics aside we'll move on to the next subject which is actually a sad situation so uh evidently an arsonist um attacked i don't i don't know like the details of how what they did if how they how this happened but um was like was it some sort of bomb or did they just set the building on fire so this uh kyoto animation uh was attacked by an arsonist and i believe it looks like 13 um workers there have passed away due to the fire i don't know whether they were caught in it or if it was some sort of explosion Yo, you need you need an updated article. Was it? Uh, was I looking? Let me at an do old this. Article? Here, you yeah, you you take fire over. department. Uh, thirty three people confirmed Ooh, dead yeah. in Kyoto wow. animation fire. Yeah, I pulled a way old article. Um, let's see, and this is from uh, this news article is from Anime News Network. Yeah, canceled their forty one year old man apprehended for suspicion uh, for suspected arson. Thirty five reported injured. Um. NHK previously reported exactly 73 people were in the building, but now reported a number of around 70. Police had previously reported that seven people oh, were confirmed safe and five people oh, were unaccounted for, but NHK reports no longer list those numbers. Of those confirmed dead, firefighters found two people on the first floor, 11 people on the second floor, and 20 people on the third floor, or or on the stairwell between the third floor and the rooftop. And then uh, another casualty of this situation is that they canceled their next movie release that was going to come out in the summer of 2020. So it's another, I don't know if it's going to be maybe put back on at a later date, but I mean, with the way stuff of this goes, I mean, who knows what they lost in this fire? Um, they might have to just start. They would have to start over from scratch, possibly, um, to a point where maybe it's not even worth it to start it again. Who knows? Yeah, there's not too much information, at least on the arsonist, other than... Uh, Good, because he's a fucking douchebag. You can just go die. <laughs> this is the only information I could really find that it says NHK reported that police are looking into an incident where a man brought or bought 40 liters of gas or yeah, brought 40 liters of gasoline near the first studio building around 10 a.m. Just yeah, this really sucks. I, I mean, my heart goes out to all the friends and family of the people there. It's just a really sad situation. Uh, and supposedly he said they stole his novel. Wow. Yeah, it says the man apprehended said... That supposedly set fire to the building because they stole my novel, is what he said, supposedly. Um, but if this is, this person they have apprehended is indeed him, which it sounds like it is. But in any case, uh, yeah, this is all really awful. Um, I hate to say thoughts and prayers, but we are really far away. If there is maybe eventually a fund to help this animation studio, uh, I mean, lots of people are posting about this. It sucks. I'm... I'm a huge anime nerd, obviously. I've yeah. Uh, so yeah, this uh, hurts me a lot. Yeah, and I mean the movie that they canceled was a uh, for free the swimming anime. Which granted, uh, a lot of this like which had like some of the best animation like like I'm not uh, particular like 
I think Haruhi Suzumiya is the only like real thing I've watched from this, but this studio. But I mean, they're a very prolific studio, and I mean, I'm very much for preservation of arts and animation, especially being part of that. So anytime, like like you said, if there's animation lost and all the life's lost, I mean, that's it's huge. It's yeah, all of that is. I mean, it's awful. Apparently the. Um the guy that they um, apprehended never reportedly never even worked for them, or nor be nor was he connected to the company in any way. So it sounds like he was some crazy disgruntled person that was writing a book in his basement, and then an anime came out that had a story similar to his. Which I mean, boo fucking who? I mean, it turns out a lot of humans aren't original. I mean, when's the last time I've ever had an original thought? I mean, parallel thinking is a real phenomenon. Yeah. I um, mean, like going and when you see like a thread, like, for example, when you see a thread on Reddit and you think of a comment to post, you click on the comments and the top comment is the exact same thing you were going to post. She's good. I mean, that's what makes it funny is the collective. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. this is just a really sad situation. Um, I mean, if I find out any, any information, like if there's any sort of fund for uh, if anyone for anyone to donate if that's a thing or if they're going to accept anything like that then i'll post it on our social media for anybody that i mean there's nothing that can truly replace any of the talent that was lost due to this no it really isn't this is just a horrible tragedy um i mean there's not really much else we can say about it so yeah and with that sad news i think we're gonna go for a break and we'll come back um after i heavily drink to reinvigorate this sad mood I've put myself in. Ham. Some may never know the sweet, succulent taste and smell of ham, but there is one thing that any with an open heart and mind may one day know the aromatic trip to Flavortown of. My audio-visual internet videos that don't have intrinsic smell or taste. Hi there, welcome to Denny's. I'm Aaron. I'll be your server today. Oh yeah, and get this, I run a YouTube channel called Lofty Smalls. Crazy, right? I'm an absolute unit at search engine optimization, so if you want to look me up, all it takes is a search of my channel name into any functional search engine, and I'm literally the only thing that comes up. Or you can find me at youtube.com slash c slash wafflecake if you prefer. That's one Lofty Smalls trademark at your service. I like to describe my content as video game essays with a hefty portion of shitpost mixed in. Like a dollop of daisy in your chili on a cold winter's morn. And I'm literally getting snowed in as we speak. Please send help. Or that mead that Girder makes with juniper berries mixed in. Again, that's Lofty Smalls trademark at youtube.com slash c slash wafflecake. Well, I think I'll be on my way now. I've got a batch of cookies in the oven that every person who subscribes to me in the next 10 milliseconds will have instantly appear in their bloodstream. Good luck, you fucking weirdos. Thank you, and ta-ta! Cheerio! Have a nice day now! Oh, and enjoy the rest of the podcast. Thanks for having me, LGA. Okay, and welcome back, and now we're going to go through the rest of the regular news. Um, first thing, we're going to start out, we're gonna start out with Hasbro's, re- Hasbro's Retro Corner. Uh, <laughs> there's a bunch of weird news about Hasbro wanting, like, they're, they're, they're feeling left out of this kind of, like, retro thing where, every, 
Like all all things retro and 80s are insanely popular right now. I mean, Stranger Things and whatnot. So Hasbro recreates Marvel Comics covers with toys. Also, Hasbro wants to make a two-foot-tall $575 Transformers Unicron toy. Also, Hasbro wants in on that My Little Pony Stranger Things hype with a new retro show and toys. Huh. So I think a lot the of... The Unicron yeah. sounds cool. Yeah, the Unicron <laughs> sounds... sounds I don't it's care about super retro. expensive, though. Yeah, I don't, I don't, it's just funny, like, Hasbro is all, all in on this, like, retro stuff, so I mean... I almost wonder, like, are we gonna, are we gonna see some more like GI Joes and? Speaking of retro stuff, is it in your news about GameStop? Oh, I didn't see the any GameStop news. All right, uh, just I'll shove it in here then. I'll <laughs> just shoehorn it in here. Shove in the GameStop news. GameStop is kind of doing a since it sounds like things aren't going great for GameStop. They haven't been. Yeah, no, I think we not can for all agree on that. Anyway, they're well recent. They've been clearancing out a lot of figures and stuff like from ThinkGeek because yeah, they're the transitioning all that acquisition because all that's just going to be stuff in store and but they're getting they're clearly just shilling off as much stuff as they can yeah um but anyway they're trying out they're going to make GameStop retro locations that sell retro games like so they're going to transition into a game city yes as no. as what um on the former GOGP podcast would call them. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> he was called like I don't know, like he called them Red Game City, like you know like the um game stores that just sell old used retro games and Yeah, that's kind of the idea. They rip you off with their like prices. A, like a pawn shop in some kind of way, but Yeah. Um I don't know. It they they definitely will have like they got to have a ton of like retro stuff. Oh, I'm sure. Somewhere. They probably have piles of Nintendo 64s somewhere wrapped it's in probably cellophane. probably where all those copies of Earthbound went. <laughs> Buried underneath the remains of a GameStop. You know, it's crazy. Like, Earthbound is one of these crazy games where it's like, it's it's one of the, it's a game that's worth, like, some of the most money. Like, even just a loose copy is worth, like, 100, 150 bucks. Yeah. You, there was a point in time where you could get, like, armfuls of that game. Like, it was just everywhere. Yeah. And it's like... what makes a like this becomes an interesting thing of like what makes a rare game and it's like honestly most rare games aren't even good and that's why they're rare yeah because it's like it was real bad nobody bought it it wasn't mass produced and not to say earthbound's actually really really good it's just since it was like really weird at the time and there was not really good marketing for it nobody knew what the hell it was yeah And, and jrpgs didn't make sense to anybody in the u.s yet I mean, I'm a kid who played Earthbound, but that's because the walking into the game rental store, which we only ever rented it. Yeah. But we saw, you know, the big box with Starman on it. And we were like, that's so cool. It's so, <laughs> like that game's so big, man. That's yeah. like, <laughs> big game. Like it just dumb kids. But yeah, it's uh, as a game collector myself that uh, it's always like games that are super terrible. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Like, oh man, this game's super, like, they they produced a bunch of copies, then that game underperformed, like, and then it's just like, yeah, they're never reprinting that. Yeah. It's actually my opinion on the uh, Animal Crossing Amiibos. Like, right now, you can get armfuls of them, they're like a buck a pop, um, but I'm like, once those Amiibos are gone, you won't be able to get them. Like, they're never going to reproduce those. Yeah, There's exactly. zero chance they're reproducing Animal Crossing Amiibos. Yeah, like, I, I bought a, one of those 
stupid Atari ET games just to say that I have one. <laughs> just, I'm never going to play I, it. <laughs> I wish I could give credit to the person, but I saw a meme of, uh, in, that was just like in, when we do the Area 51 raid, we're going to find out inside Area 51, it's just ET, copies of ET. <laughs> Nice. Just lots of Atari copies of E.T. It was it was a backup burial site is what it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of Earthbound, uh, uh, Bo from Precisely Podcast, when he went to their that gaming convention, Too Many Games, he got to hold a copy of Earthbound. He was like, he was he says it was it was a, it was an amazing moment. <laughs> That's to, weird to hold it. <laughs> That's kind of weird. I, I don't know. I. <laughs> I don't know what to say. It's to like that holding history. Like I, I have a lot of like rare, quote unquote, rare, like SNES games. Um, I do not have Earthbound, but I'm like it. <laughs> I, I don't know. There was a, when they did a they did a Smash release thing uh, for Smash Ultimate, where they had like all the old like games, and this was at a in New York, and my friend lives in New York. But he, he had taken a picture of all these like old games in the case yeah. and sent it to me. And I was just like, I was like, what? And he was like, well, it's cool that they have them all. And I was like, I sent him a picture of like my collection, which he knows I have. <laughs> and then and I was like, I mean, I have like 90% of that here. Like, I mean, but so for the most part, it's like. So you're telling me you're not going to go to that $10,000 place over in uh, Western Montana and and stand there in awe of the ten thousand dollar. Actually, what I think it's like closer to fifty thousand. It's just fifty thousand dollars worth of just gold coins everywhere, just plastered on the walls. No, <laughs> I mean it's just it's in this case it's just. Uh, I mean, some people get real into that, and I mean, like I said, I am a collector, but that's a lot of that's. It, it's not like it used to be because. You used to, which not to say it doesn't happen, because it still very much does, but like I mentioned with the Dreamcast before, and I mean, there are definitely, like, stuff of today is becoming, like, that stuff of tomorrow. Yeah. So, right now, it's, like, 3DS and, like, DS stuff, or Wii stuff, Wii U stuff. I would honestly say Wii U stuff 100%. Like, that, like, grab all that shit now, because you ain't gonna find it later. Yeah. That's going to be the really rare stuff. It's always the stuff with the shorter life that like, usually is goes up in value and you're not going to find it later. Yeah, and it's it's like, yeah, get, grab like whatever you can find cheap, buy it, I guess. But Yeah, go to pawn shops. Once again, like stuff that's actually going to be rare and worth money is going to be shit that you technically probably yeah. don't want. Like it'll be like Barnyard Friends, the game. It'll be some shovelware that they <laughs> didn't yeah. produce a lot of copies of and are never going to reprint. Um, like right now, I think it's like the Nintendo 64 stuff is starting to grow up in value. Yeah, it is. Um, that and GameCube. But GameCube's like always been pretty yeah, in vogue. GameCube has always been pretty expensive. I think a lot of it has to do with Melee. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean... The I'm Melee scene. Pretty sure I've talked about how uh, right before Brawl came out, like two months probably before Brawl came out, I bought a copy of Melee because I... My, I had long since not had a copy, but I yeah. bought a copy of Melee. Cost me fifty bucks, Oof. so it was the same yeah. copy. It was the same cost as that game, brand new. Yeah, 
Yeah, Nintendo stuff doesn't go down in value very often or yeah. much at all. Almost ever. Um, so you might as well. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's actually right now, why I pony up and I'm just like, might as well eat that bullet of paying $60 yeah. for a thing because it's like never going to go down in price. Yeah, like Rich reminds me, like 10 years ago, you could walk into a GameStop and they had Nintendo 64 bundles wrapped in plastic where you get two controllers, a console, and a, and maybe one game for 20 bucks. <laughs> now, like... So fuck me, because now like if I want to buy a Nintendo 64, it's gonna cost me at least a hundred bucks now. Yeah, but and he, it's like, and I I really want to get out. I really gotta get. I mean, that's an, the uh, a, Atomic Purple Nintendo 64 before they go up too far. Before they go atomic. No. Before they before <laughs> those noble. prices go atomic. Well, it's so it's so hard though because anymore like you used to just happen to be like I wouldn't say swindling people, but. You'd go to a lot of like thrift stores or somewhere like garage a, sales. Yeah, garage sales or a uh, what? What is it called? Uh, Goodwill. Yeah, you'd go to places like that and things would be mispriced and like you, you could get things for like five, ten bucks or like. But now it's like everyone knows how much they are worth. Yeah, people expect video games to be worth money now. Yeah. Like it's no longer like a underground. Like yeah, you hear stories of people being like. Yeah, yeah, games I, are like a collector's uh, thing now for sure. You, you hear just stories of being like, yeah, they had all these like they had just a bin of all these games of like Atari games hypothetically, and they're yeah. like, I, I just bought gra- them all for a buck. Yeah, like I just yeah. grabbed handfuls and bought like twenty, thirty of them like for yeah. nothing. And it's like it's it's not like those days anymore. Yeah, like when I was a kid, you could go to a pot or not a pot shop. You can go to like a garage sale, and the person would be selling like giant bags of Legos for ten cents a bag. And now, like, people, when they have used old Legos, they sell them by the pound. Like, they're like 10 bucks a pound for Legos. <laughs> like, I mean, isn't it? It's like, so I, I asked, like, how much? I asked this person, like, so how? what does a pound of Legos look like? And it's, like, basically, like, a quart Ziploc bag filled with Legos is a pound. Ugh. So you're but- not really getting far if you're trying to buy Legos. But I mean, it's just not like, uh, like once again, I, th- I think you can find deals at like garage sales, yard sales, or estates, especially estate sales. Um, like you'll you'll find all kinds of deals at stuff like that. But I mean, it's not like yeah, probably more so than if you're ever gonna find it like online. It's or, not like walk, walking walking into yeah. a pawn shop, a secondhand store of some kind, yeah. like and finding like, oh man, they have the, just essentially like, oh, they just listed every. SNES game for five bucks. Yeah. And <laughs> like they don't know what they have. Or I mean, I, I have kind of a, a similar like I have one of these weird stories. Uh, but there, there there used to be a lot of stories of like, oh, I, I walked into especially here in Montana. You'd have a lot of like, oh, I walked into like Kmart and I saw they had like brand new like SNES game. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, oh, wow. It's just never fucking sold because yeah. no one went there. Is that is that Mega Man 2 just yeah. on the shelf? And you just buy a brand new copy. And uh, more or less my story like that is this being deep into like PS3 era. Yeah. I found some PS1 games that were just brand new at, <laughs> wow. at a Kmart. Wow. And or even at a, uh, which is kind of still dates the time frame this took place. But at Sam Goody, oh, like God. I found I found some new PlayStation 1 games wow. that I purchased. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that stuff used to be more common, but since a lot of these smaller businesses have gone out of business, there's just Amazon now. 
Yeah. And like it's it's becoming harder and, and like mom and Instagram pop Instagram claim sale live streams. Like <laughs> like mom and pop shops is where you would find like weird they still have a copy of so and so and it's just hanging out. Yeah. Yeah, it's been sitting there for 20 years. <laughs> like it just got buried in the back. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 the American pickers of video games. <laughs> it's Yeah, I mean you got to be like my father, um, yep. who you got to deal. American picker. You got to deal with something pretty obscure that people don't know is worth anything. I mean, yep. I know uh, on the show American pickers, but as well as what where kind of my dad started was with signs, like, yeah, like a metal sign of some kind. Like that shit's worth money all the fucking time. Retro and, signs, and people don't know they're worth money. So, well, they probably do now, but yeah, it's one of those situations where it's like you still probably could find at a garage sale, a yard sale, because they're just looking to get rid of stuff to save space. Yeah, it's like a yeah, just like. Oh, this old like street sign that you'd find be worth like a ton of money. Yeah, yeah. I picked up a trombone at a garage sale for twenty bucks, like brand new condition trombone. Twenty bucks. You know what's crazy about usually. that trombone? It's my old trombone. <laughs> no, uh. and usually those. I mean, usually like you find something like that. I mean, a new trombone could go anywhere from five hundred to like a thousand bucks. So <laughs> sometimes people don't like. I saw that and I was just like. I'm buying this. I don't play the trombone, but I'm buying this. I mean, I kind of who knows? Maybe my that. son will want to play the trombone. And oh, look, I have a trombone, and now I don't have to spend five hundred bucks for one. <laughs> Musical instruments is crazy because you uh, never like. I I had an electric guitar. You probably didn't ever know that, but I <laughs> I had an electric guitar at one point. I I don't know how to play at all. Uh, you know how much I when I finally hawked that thing. You know how much money I got for it. With, including the amp, ten bucks. Oh my God, you know why? I I and I had to like beg these people to take it. <laughs> I and I sold it to a pawn shop. Oh really? And I had to practically beg them to take it, but they were like, they were like, dude, we have so many guitars. Like it, it's just you, that stuff's not worth money anymore because they're just flooded because so many people will buy something new and then <laughs> and then hawk it and then yeah. There's just an infinite stockpile of that stuff. So I'm like, yeah, no no surprise you were able to <laughs> find some musical instrument. Sometimes, yeah, but it seems like more often than not, like musical instruments, just like any type of like audio equipment or music stuff, like it, the value just stays way too high. And actually, like I was trying to f- buy... I, I When I was buying the equipment for all, the, all of our podcasting stuff, we... I didn't want to go expensive, and I bought all used equipment. But you know the one thing I could not find used? XLR cables. You're not going to. Anywhere. Like, all the pawn shops I went to didn't have them. The one pawn shop I went to that did have them, they said, nope, we don't sell them with any of our stuff because we use them to test the microphones and audio equipment that come in. So we don't sell any of them. It's just like, you got to have, like, a stockpile back there somewhere. Like, <laughs> you got to get XLR cables in at some point that you have to sell with something like <laughs> I don't know so yeah I had to buy new XLR cables which sucked because the cheapest I could still find them were, was a pack of like six for 60 bucks see and I will I will say on the topic of used stuff uh, eBay is pretty handy but only if you're patient yeah patient and yeah I got a copy of Battletoads and I, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this before uh, but I got a copy of Battletoads for the NES and and that game's quote unquote rare. It's really not that rare. I paid eight bucks for it. Eight dollars. Wow. I was like, it, I was like, it's it's worth more than that. But I was like, man, I I gotta. Do. 
like the person I was in a bidding war against, I was like, I was like, he lost out <laughs> for fucking eight dollars. <laughs> nice. Well, we should probably move on to the next topic here, but this is actually somewhat related since we talked about Earthbound. But uh, evidently, the Xenoblade developers once pitched an Earthbound sequel for the GameCube. Yeah, I mean, there was always talk of doing an Earthbound sequel on the GameCube, actually. Like, Sans, just them. They're yeah. And now we know that that was an idea that was pitched and, I guess, rejected. <laughs> well, and I, I feel bad about Earthbound, um, or Mother, if you will, uh, because we've still, like, to this day, I'm still waiting for Mother 3 to get localized. I mean, there's there are ways yeah. to play it, and there are, like, people have done the translation work. And I know the people who have done the, like, translation work have even offered Nintendo all their translation work for free. Like, just, like, here, take it. We just want a localized version of this game. Like, it, which this is more just weird-ass Nintendo, like, you're leaving money on the table. Like, this is, like, porting this game, making this game playable to people outside of Japan is something there is, like, a rabid fan base for, but they just won't do it. It's just leaving money on the table for no fucking reason. <laughs> it doesn't make any logical sense. You never know. Sometimes they just... You'd think something would make sense for someone to do, and they just don't do it. Yeah, and I, I mean, this this is kind of in lines with how, uh, at one point, they were in the... Nintendo was in the talks with uh, the Need for Speed uh, developers to make a... Uh, F Zero game, and then that never wow. that there was kind of complications, and the deal like didn't happen. But it just uh, basically goes to show almost any game idea you have, like probably it was in the talks and being kicked around at some point. Like even your most like pie in the sky idea of a game was probably like tossed around at some point, and then they decided not to make it or like yeah. something happened. Oh yeah, and they also there was a another weird Nintendo thing. They were in the talks with. Uh, epic at one point the gears of war team to do metroid really well they were at least like kicking around the idea of having them make a metroid which i think that's a really good fit but it just didn't happen that's a bummer yeah that would have been <laughs> that would have been a good team to make a metroid game see i could be talking out my ass to be honest but i, I swear that happened maybe I, <laughs> there's a chance i dreamed that you but, jumped it up because <laughs> it's been definitely like a hot minute since i've heard that but that well, was if like, you know if that's true or not let us know hit me up on twitter um, so the TurboGrafx-16 Mini launches in March with 50-ish games. 50 and a half games. That's weird that it's 50, 50-ish. It's got a lot of games, but they're TurboGrafx games. Not like there's anything wrong with Tur TurboGrafx games, but they're very arcadey, obviously. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of bad blood with Konami. Yeah. I don't know. It, this seems all right if you have like any fondness for these things in particular. I'm. It's just in line with other mini consoles that keep shit popping up everywhere. I'd prefer once again like how Nintendo just like put out a mini console of their own and PlayStation did that. You know the actual companies are putting them out instead of some weird third party companies making these things. Has been better. The quality's been up. Yeah. So Steam has a new customizable AI tool that scans your uh, game, your playtime, and then tells you what to buy next. So it's like a whole new level of game recommendations. 
That's interesting. So if you played like a game forever, it'll like recommend yeah. you long games or I don't know. Like I I can't I can't imagine like sometimes like cuz there have been games where I've just left like when I got like when I got my computer when it's new, it's just like well, I have this new ass computer. I don't care about closing any applications, so I guess this game's just running in the background while I do other stuff all day. <laughs> or just like leaving it out in the menu overnight or something while it's in sleep mode or something or standby, like not we're left on still. Like I did that a lot. Like I've left games on the menu for long periods of time. So like there are there are some inaccurate numbers on my Steam playtime. Yeah, I have uh like three hour, three hundred hours clocked into XCOM two. Um, almost all of that is away time. <laughs> I would say only twenty to thirty hours of that is actual play time. Yeah, so this thing would look at you at that and say like, "Man, this guy really likes that game." I mean, I do really like it. <laughs> well, he really likes that game because I was like, I did, I finished out playing XCOM two on uh, PS four. So yeah, it's called Steam Labs, by the way. Maybe real original. <laughs> uh, not to be confused with Stream Labs. Ugh, that's gonna be a typo nightmare. Uh, what do we got next? Oh yeah, New Line is working on a Space Invaders movie. Great. Do they do that move where you shoot through your shield to like <laughs> shoot the aliens? I bet they do some stupid shit like that. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I- They'll turn anything into a movie now. Um, Mountain Dew Amp Game Feel is terrible. I saw this article. This article is especially funny to me that because the guy that wrote it is also a guy that's in the hard drive hangout on Facebook. (laughs) So he posted the article in the group and said, I made a lot of people mad with this article. (laughs) I mean, I there's a lot of Dew defenders out there. Well, I felt he kind of stole my thunder. Yeah, because I wanted to do a segment where we tested game fuel to see if it really worked. Yeah, you were you mentioned that like that was like a full week at least before this podcast or this this article came out that you messaged me saying that we we should do a. a, It's like a research where we gotta get to the bottom of game. We gotta we gotta do that sometime on a weekend weekend day and then. We'll we'll record it somehow. I don't know what we'll record, but we'll put it up on the on the. Uh, it's still called the GG feed, but it will be renamed to Full Tilt. Got to get to the bottom of Game yeah. Fuel. Lit Gaming Arena. Bottom of the full can. tilts. We're gonna get down to the bottom of the Mountain Dew Game Fuel can. All the way to the bottom. Bottoms up. We'll find out that there is no bottom. They're bottomless. It's, infinite. it's bottomless dew. Bottomless dew. It pairs well with the switchless. It also pairs well with uh, Red Robin's bottomless fries. Yes, which they don't they don't bring out in that bottomless fry holder anymore, do they? No, but you know you know what? Uh, mentioning Red Robin, uh, it, I can't be alone in thinking like he's a Sonic character, right? <laughs> Is he? You got Sonic. <laughs> you got Big the Cat. You got Knuckles, and then Red Robin. <laughs> He's the chef. <laughs> He's the chef of the team. <laughs> He's one of the chaotics. <laughs> uh. So there is there is a like really kind of cool retro looking customizable controller out there. I mean, it looks like a it looks like a Super Nintendo controller meets a DualShock 4. Have you seen this at all? No. 
It's no, I have not. It's called the SN30 Pro Plus. Is this by? Uh, and they say it looks like a, a hybrid of Nintendo Switch Pro controller and Sony's PS4 controller. And who makes this though? This is being made by Abitdo. Yeah, I was gonna say is it Abitdo? Yeah. Yeah. They're so you know from buying some of their Bluetooth SNES controllers, they're pretty good. Well, then this might be pretty uh, damn good. This might be up your alley for your PC gaming. I don't know. I, don't, I, I mean, obviously, I don't see. I bought think the, this would work for consoles, but maybe I don't know. We'll it, it probably they might make one that's uh, compatible with consoles because the uh, the ones I bought that are like replica SNES controllers and they're damn good. Uh, but I bought two wireless ones that are like the one with the colored buttons and the, the one with the uh, the two different purples. <laughs> Holy shit! They but have, I, I they bought have... those, and uh, but I bought them to use on the uh, my SNES Classic. So they have wireless adapters for Nintendo and Super Nintendo that you can plug into them and use this controller with those. Like the regular Super Nintendo? Yeah. Oh, crazy. Cause yeah, I, I mean that'd be cool. Yeah. So so yeah, if you've if you've still got Nintendo or an original Nintendo or Super Nintendo console plugged into your TV, they even got plug and play wireless controller adapters, so you can enjoy retro titles without the hassle of cords. And there definitely is latency, but I'll tell you, I didn't feel shit from playing on the classic with these. It felt exactly like playing with the controller plugged in. So I I bet they're pretty low latency. Yeah. I and. I mean, this, there's nothing but praise for their stuff here in this article. It, Like I said, they there is not a better, like, it feels exactly, exactly, exactly like a SNES controller. The one I had, I mean, these obviously have, like, analog sticks and stuff, but... Yeah, and there's, like, there's, like, software where you can, like, really, cont- like, change all the but. You can remap all the buttons, you can... Uh, Can't you tweak the sensitivity on like the triggers and stuff? It looks like that might be the case. Uh, even you can. It looks like you can even change sensitivity on the analog sticks. Yeah, that's crazy cool. But I don't know. I, I that it. If you're gonna buy like a secondhand type controller that gives you a more authentic experience, they're the company I would go with 100. percent I'm trying to see if they have a price here. Uh, let's see. Oh, it's available for pre-order now for fifty dollars. So that's actually pretty cheap, considering. I mean, even an Xbox controller will set you back sixty, or a, a set of shitty Joy Cons will set you back eighty. Shitty Joy Cons. Shitty. I hate the. No, Joy-Cons. they are like stupidly <laughs> overpriced. I mean, some people would say you get two controllers for the price of eighty bucks, so they're forty bucks a pop. I wouldn't say that. I would say it's one controller for eighty bucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's... Yeah, really. I mean, you're not you're not gonna sit down and play a game with half of a Joy-Con set. I got unless you're an insane person. The only thing I'll say is Mario Party. It's it like because I hate having like a whole shit ton of controllers. Considering I'm one person, I really only need one controller. Yeah, but having two sets of Joy Cons gives you four controllers for Mario Party. That's the only upside, really. But but then also on the downside, that means you have to have two sets of Joy Cons. It's not bad considering you get one with the console. So really, I've only yeah. bought one additional set, which isn't bad. I mean, says me, I have five Xbox One controllers and four PlayStation Four controllers. I mean, I have <laughs> even worse. I have three Pro controllers, which I don't need at all because I <laughs> I bought the original Pro controller because I wanted that. Yeah, like, and then they released the 
Xenoblade Chronicles X1. And that came with one. Or Xenoblade Chronicles 2, one that I got. And then the Smash one, because I was like, I'm, yeah. I need that. You but, need a Smash one. So I have three freaking yeah. pros. Which, yeah, which so. is nice, though, because if hypothetically playing Mario Kart, only if I am playing four-player Mario Kart, yeah. just one person would have to play with Joy-Cons, which unfortunately usually is me, because I'm the... Uh, <laughs> I, like I'll just be like, ah, oh, these people aren't used to using Joy Cons, so yeah. I'll play with the Joy Cons. Yeah, so we have like the four Xbox controller, Xbox One controllers, and then, then I have the the Elite controller, which I mean the family's gonna get in addition pretty soon with that that uh, Series Two Elite controller. It's funny because that's what you call your second kid. <laughs> the Elite. You, get, you do well. You just call them Series Two. Series Two. <laughs> yeah, Series One series two. and Series Two. I mean, and really, I only I, before I only had four controllers, but then I bought the Xbox One X Scorpio edition. So, like that, that that gave me that boost. I have that extra controller now. Yeah, I have five uh, PS4 controllers because I have backup. One of our PS4 controllers got sticky though, so I still gotta like clean it. I got three colored ones and the two black ones, but the two black ones have fucked up sticks. Because the the rubber on them yeah, like started to peel suck. up, they fixed it with the newer models. But I've heard the best case scenario is switching out those sticks with Xbox One controller sticks because they're better sticks. I'll, yeah. I'll fight you for them. No, I'll I'm not going to disagree with that. They're they're better sticks. I I there's something about the Xbox One sticks that just feel so nice. I can't. I prefer a concave stick over a convex stick. I lately what I've been using on my my elite controller is I use the um the taller convex stick. So the 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 it sticks up a lot taller than the other stick and then it's convex so it's rounded and I seem to do really well with that. Mm. Maybe it's I think it might just Is that be- on your uh left yeah i use that on my left so okay. like because i was like i was like it only really work on the left on the right not so much cause, yeah because the right needs to be pretty precise in a lot of things yeah. so it helps having the concave yeah i think like yeah because the shorter the, the shorter concave on the right allows you to make shorter movements more precise movements but For having, like aiming or something yeah but then the, but having your a, movement You'll want to yeah having a taller um, a taller stick on the left side you have a little bit more precise movement um, I think you get really yeah. drunk on these nuances where I don't <laughs> like, not to say yeah. I'm not particular but I'm real particular about controls yeah I'm like I I know I that's, I'm particular about other things the thing that's always rubbed me so wrong which is like I I I don't. I, I still haven't checked to see if you can actually download the customization software for controllers and see if you can map any random controller you have, um, other than a other than an Elite controller because they didn't they didn't have that software until they released the Elite controller where you can just remap any button on the controller to any other button, which is really nice. Um, that's how it always should have been anyway. And that's what I'm saying. Like before the Xbox and before the PlayStation two games still had that feature where you could change the controls of like pretty much anything. And then it started happening in consoles to where you couldn't change that. And then it started creeping into PC games where it's like, some PC games don't let you change controls or like 
if it has a controller input, they're like, well, you still got to use the controller controls. It's like, what, I can't change the, the input on a controller on a PC? And I mean, you, I mean, I don't I, quite understand it, but I do a little because obviously they do sometimes want to have a very tailored experience. Yeah. Like it's supposed to function this way for some strange reason. But I don't know. I mean, I changed the I think I've mentioned this before, but I changed the controls in Cuphead. Oh, did you? Because the uh, dash was mapped to the uh, left button. I, I don't know. I know some people just number these so it's easier, but anytime I played, it was ma- it was mapped to the button on the left. Yeah. Um, and I didn't like that, so I mapped it to the uh, trigger. You and I started doing back like in, in the Halo um, Reach days is I, I switched to using bumper jumper control. So... Um, it it would it would mean that in halo so so and i think it was right bumper would be control left bumper was crouch or something like that or maybe i can't remember what left bumper was but essentially one it's it, it it changed normally your jump button was a it changed that away from a to the bumper and that way you never had to take your thumb off the thumbstick yeah, which is it? It's so you like you could because basically the whole thing was like if you're running in the direction and you're aiming, then you jump, but then you you can't aim because you took your thumb off the thumbstick. So if you if you replaced bump you if you changed the bumper jumper, you could still aim mid jump. Yeah, this is one of those just utilizing more fingers is always better. Yeah, um, because like uh, you never played amplitude or frequency, did you? No. Well, that since it's a rhythm game, but you have like you're this weird spaceship on a track and you shoot the beats, but there there's four buttons like they're they're in four different positions. So I started playing with just the you know just the normal buttons, so like X square triangle circle, like on the PlayStation, uh, and my brother he used the uh, L R like L one R one L two R two like. For yeah. it, because the the it, it's already it has both those inputs no matter what. Yeah, and he just was always he was better at it than me, and it's it's not because his rhythm was better. It's just like on the higher difficulties, he can hit things faster than I can. Cause yeah, because you, you go from your thumb, just a single thumb hitting all four of these buttons, or trying to. So you get you got to be extremely dexterous to even attempt it. Four to four, like where you're just like popping between them, exactly using your whole like all four buttons. So each finger just has to individually respond. That's why those back paddles on that elite controller are so awesome. Well, because then you're using even more fingers. Yeah. Well, I mean, (laughs) because and there was a controller released on the Xbox 360, and it was a Star Wars controller, and it had it was it had the weirdest shape ever, but it had the two they had, they were tiny they're just tiny little buttons and they were placed where your fingers would wrap around the back side and they, they acted as x y a b um and i wish i would have gotten one of those controllers back then but i don't even think you can find them now it's one of those things where you're not going to find this weird shit anymore but um but i that's that's one of the cool things i i still kind of I wish that they could change the paddles a little bit. I mean, I like that they're magnetic and you can take them out, but that also means that they can fall out while you're playing with them, which has happened to me. But they I would, can't fall out 76. <laughs> I would prefer that they were buttons instead of paddles, honestly. And then you can just disable them if you're not using them when the software. But that's just my personal opinion. But it seems like they're sticking with the paddles for the Elite Series 2. So I don't know. Uh, let's see what else we got here. We're getting long in the tooth, so I'm gonna 
find the best of the best to talk about. We had so much shit to talk about. I'll do one final article. Okay, this one comes straight out of like uh, Comic-Con today. Batman Beyond remaster revealed at Comic-Con coming this October. So I don't understand like are they they're just, are they just reanimating the same thing but with different voice actors or are they just making a new series? What is this what does a remaster mean for for an animated series? I have no idea. Let's see it's called Batman Beyond the complete animated series limited edition. The collection will launch digitally on October 15th on all phys- in, on physical Blu-ray October 29th. Um Comprised of six discs, two of which contain bonus content, including a remastered version of the Batman Beyond Return of the Joker movie, and 15 featurettes about the series. Four of the series episodes will also include commentary from members of the production team. If you decide to buy the physical version of the collection, you'll also receive a limited edition chrome-painted Batman Beyond Funko Pop. Gross. Why does it have to be a Funko Pop? Those are like the worst ones. Which are worth a lot of money. In a landfill. Basically, no. I mean, it's just... It's one of those weird things where there are extremely rare Funko Pops that are worth, like, thousands of dollars. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like, oh, you got the uh, Comic-Con exclusive uh, transparent invisible woman. Oh, you got the... That's worth uh, a bajillion dollars. You got the Funko Pop from the Loot Crate from uh, 2015 of I March. I see you got Red Man in blue. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's worth money. <laughs> oh my god, did, did you realize that Batman Beyond starts in the year 2019? Oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah. interesting. That's the that's when we should have flying ships and <laughs> I know I'm not breaking any new ground here, but Funko Pops are just are those like beanie babies? Is that our age? is that this time's beanie babies? Probably. Or it's just there's so many of them and like nobody cares, no, but they're secretly worth money. This time's beanie babies are um Fortnite skins. Oh, just digital goods, nothing physical at all. Yes. So only 41 of the 52 episodes have been fully remastered, while the remaining 11 are partially remade, as they've de- they've been too damaged over time. There are 11. I uh, wait. Though those are they're just. Uh, oh, that's ironic. One of the ones that aren't remastered is named Final Cut. <laughs> so I guess that was the final cut. We can't do anything with it. Oh, they couldn't remaster the Egg Baby. That was one of the good ones. So the digital version of the complete animated series limited edition will cost $50. And the Blu-ray version is 100 So, fuck. <laughs> I still want to get this, though, because Batman Beyond was one of my favorites. I love that one so much. But with that, I think we should probably end here. Um, so... If you like the if you like the show, go give us a review on a review and a rating on iTunes. We would really appreciate that. And follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, also check out the Gaming Podcast Alliance, uh, gamingpodcastalliance.com. You'll find some other cool video game podcasts to listen to. All of us have the best video game podcast in, in existence, um, with exception of. Uh, giant bomb because that's still like for me that's the gold standard in video game podcasting but that's mostly because like those (laughs) they're they're like video game journalists that have been around since the days of video game infants so yeah go check go check that out and also check out um uh, missing role player found they are at role found on twitter i'm going to be on the next episode coming out 
uh, this Sunday, so it's gonna be out pretty soon. <laughs> what are you doing over there? You're just nothing. <laughs> See you guys next week. thing that pissed me off is that they Cartoon Network put out a compendium of like the whole series it was like 200 bucks and it was only DVD it's like are you fucking kidding me you can't put these on blu-rays assholes you're gonna charge me 200 bucks for this whole thing and you're gonna give me DVDs it's like fuck you which I noticed this especially in these games which it feels like a very Japan thing to do, like uh, the lo long narrative openings, like very long narrative openings. What the fuck is making sound over here? Fuck that. Is it this thing? I fucking hate this kid's toy. <laughs> Will you stop sinking, piece of shit? Like, why do microphones don't suck, dude? <laughs>